Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a Q&A session that followed my talk about the loot changes that were made in the game, loot drop changes, and I called on Bioware to revert some of the generosity while putting things in place to kind of tier the drops. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now, twitch.tv slash sayno to rage so come on in and join the conversation we usually have a really really good time and if i'm not live you can always just click the follow button that is a great and easy way to support my twitch channel and the content that i try to put out for you guys so before i get into this i do want to tell people that the q a sessions have been going a little bit long so i may be very brief in some of my responses today if i feel a question has already been answered i don't want to come off as rude but i also don't want people feeling like q a sessions are becoming too cumbersome to engage with in the other platforms a four hour long q a session is probably a little bit too long right around two hours is probably a pretty good spot uh to be and I'm, I'm going to try and keep these questions short, answers shorter. And I'm also going to try and be a little bit more uh, just empowered to say, I've already answered this. Please check out the previous answer. I know people come in late and don't know. So don't ever feel like I'm being rude or like angry with you. If I like, am I, if I'm like seemingly curt or short with your question. Okay. So um, let us go with the first question. The Siva Knight, are strongholds to get higher loot? As I address in my talk, that needs to be a clear difference between free play. And I said that free play drops should have their inscriptions capped at like 75%. Um, so I would think that that would drive you to try the harder content because it would empower people to have really, really fun builds, but they wouldn't feel that they're sort of captured and stuck in the lower rungs. Because if you're only playing free play, I get it. It's fun. Uh, it's more accessible. But as I said in the talk, I think Masterworks are a doorway into fun builds and let people get through that doorway and then they'll start to really enjoy the builds and really start to enjoy the loot chase. The min-maxing would then come from going into the the strongholds because you would say, well, if I go in here, I'm going to start to get stronger inscriptions and that's going to be a really, really good thing for people to get a taste for that. I think a lot of the loot criticisms come from people who didn't get past purple loot and they think that they understand a loot system that they basically barely engaged with. Uh, I made the parallel to Destiny. If you only ever engaged with blue and green gear and started talking about how bad the loot was, your criticism would be pretty hollow. Face Eater. How does it feel to be one of the very few honest cre- content creators regarding Anthem? Listen, I've I have gone in on the offensive and taken issue with Angry Joe and some other reviews that I feel completely miss the mark and don't accurately represent the product. But keep in mind, I still respect Joe Vargas and Skill Up, and I still think they are YouTubers that are worth your time. I, I still think subbing to them and watching their content is still something that you can derive entertainment and value from. I've never once tried to insinuate they're being dishonest I think sometimes when you hear me say they're misrepresenting the product I don't think they are doing this intentionally I don't think they are saying I'm going to lie about Anthem so I don't want to go so far as to endorse this question with yeah I'm one of the few people being honest I think people genuinely played the game and were disappointed I think that disappointment drove them to not give the game a fair shake within its identity and its build structures and I think they in their in their videos 
in their critiques and in their reviews, they betray their own sort of lack of understanding of certain things, saying that certain things don't exist in the game when they do, uh, criticizing the way that enemies appear out of nowhere while showing storm footage that is so similar to other footage that we've seen where they're just on the ground shooting their gun like it's the Division. Um, So keep in mind, okay, when I say they're misrepresenting the product, I don't want that to sound like I'm saying these guys are liars and I'm one of the only people being honest. I think that they're they're open and welcome to dislike the game. I think their dislike created such a sharp bias that a lot of their descriptions of the game are not accurate and leads them to what I believe to be false conclusions about shallowness of the loot or vacancy of endgame content. Um, so... I think you guys have heard me make plenty of criticisms, and I even today have completely said, you know, the the loot system needs overhauled. You know, I, I've I've not been shy about saying they've made mistakes. This isn't good for the game. This isn't good for the community. Um, I have not held back in that regard. And to pretend that I'm a shill or a sellout or that I only say positive things is just willful ignorance. You're not listening to my content or my my videos or my talks. You're either cherry picking or just you're just a hater. Like it's there are people that come in and disagree with me all day. I don't kick out people who disagree with me. I don't kick out people who don't see things my way. I kick out people who insult and call into question my integrity because their brain is too small for other perspectives they're just like well anybody who likes this game is a shill and a sellout and there's no way you actually legitimately like the game again you just don't allow for other people to like the game I make allowances for people to dislike the game what I always set my sights on are inaccurate descriptions of game content or or descriptions of the game that seem to stem from a complete misunderstanding or a lack of experience with the actual true end game and the and the differences in the builds and things like that like i have plenty of people that come in they say they don't like the game they thought the story wasn't good enough and on and on and down the down the line and i do not run those people out of here i've left plenty of comments on i've left plenty of comments up on my youtube um and Mr. Intellectual saying people's brains are too small for Anthem. Again, you you apparently are another small-brained person because you didn't even you're not even capturing what I said. Listen carefully. I know this is difficult. I know I'm gonna I'm gonna treat you like this is Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Okay, people that insult and don't leave room for others to enjoy it and call them shills and sellouts, their brains are too small to leave room for other opinions. You're in that camp because you didn't even understand or capture what I said. I know it's difficult. I know I use a lot of words in quick succession and when you see things in black and white where someone's either a shill and a sellout or a loser or they're on your side, I know when you think in that simple-minded, dichotomous way, I understand it's difficult to understand nuance. I, I know that's tough. But I believe you can do it. Now, if your nose is bleeding and you're struggling to capture what I just said, maybe this isn't the channel for you. King Boomstick. Did you ever play Marvel Heroes from Gazillion? Do ARPGs last longer when the player gets much loot when they have to make choices on what to keep? Well, loot generosity, if not done properly, I think can lead to a frivolousness ness, a frivolousness a frivolous nature to the to the loot. You're just like I have plenty of loot. Why do I need more? I've got too much loot. I don't you know, like I don't even know what to keep or what to get rid of. That's why I think capping the inscriptions is the way to do it. So you're like, man, I've got this great build. Um, 
I've got this great build, right? I'm going to go in and I'm going to try out this harder content. Instead of feeling like I can't even get a masterwork to drop. I can't even get a legendary to drop. I'm going to keep going back to that GDC quote where he said, people started saying, I'm looking for a good version of this gear instead of, I'm just trying to get the gear to drop. I think that difference is noticeable, and that's why you have to tier the loot system so that there's a natural trajectory and a driver to go into the harder content. So sure, you're swarming the person with loot, but there is a natural ladder of progression within the actual loot system itself, so you don't feel that that frivolous nature of, I've got all the loot I need, why would I play anything else, if that makes sense. Uh, Gumby, what do you think about an overheat mechanic similar to Gears of War reloading? A slider bar mini mechanic to make it faster. I was saying earlier, I just want a very apparent audio cue when I'm about to overheat. We talked about this yesterday. Overheating is so long. I don't mind there being a natural intrinsic pain point to not paying attention to what you're doing. If you lose your shield, you have to go into like hiding and kind of get your shield back. If you fly for too long or hover for too long, you burn out. But the length of time that it takes for you to get out of the overheated status is dissonant within the rhythm of the rest of the game. My shield comes back way faster than my overheat, and shields are arguably more influential and more important than hovering and flying. Um, So I would say that overheating needs to either happen less often and only happen from like really, really strong attacks or make it last significantly less. That's, That's kind of the point is it happens too often and it lasts a long time. So... It's your attitude. That's my point. When people put hours and hours into the game, but they don't get how the game works, according to you, that seems like a problem with the game. Right, and if you've been here for a lot of my content, homie, I've legitimately and consistently said some of this is on Bioware. They don't expose people to masterwork and combos in a, in a way that really lets them know about the loot system. So Bioware is to blame for some of it. But if you're going to put together an hour-long review of the game, and do another hour-long extended review of the game, you better make sure you understand the dadgum game you're describing. You don't get a pass when you're going to put out content and make statements about the game that are provably and demonstrably wrong. Like, you're literally saying things about the game that are wrong. It's... The shoe is on both feet, right? Both people have to take ownership for what they're doing. If I was just sitting here talking about how great the loot was and talking about how amazing the builds were and I started rattling off facts about the loot that were inaccurate, then you would say, Lono, that's ridiculous. You're describing loot that doesn't exist and you're basically praising a game that that doesn't exist. They're criticizing a game that doesn't exist to a certain degree. So I hold both people to blame. I've not once said that they're too stupid to figure the game out. I said people that attack character and hate on people for enjoying the game are too stupid to understand. There are people that just genuinely enjoy the game. I've not once called Skill Up or Angry Joe stupid, but when you describe content inaccurately, I have to call a spade a spade. You're you're not you're not describing the content accurately, right? It's a three-man group that all inputs opinions, one of them having spent 100 hours on the game fully masterworked out. Right, and again, if you can't have a team of people playing the game and giving you feedback, and the result of that is within 15 minutes there were three or four things said that were wholly inaccurate, then you're doing something wrong. You're doing something wrong. 
If I had a team of people helping me play this game and review it, and I was saying things that were inaccurate, you would be justified in saying, Lono, how in the blue frick are you not saying things and capturing the loot system and the endgame system and the abilities accurately? How are you not doing that? You literally have a team of people playing the game for you. Like, come on. Uh, Dusty V. I feel like there needs to be an incentive to run other strongholds. Right now, it seems strongholds grind is just to blitz tyrant mine. Completely agree with this. I address it in my talk. There needs to be very, very strong reasons to go into the Temple of Scar and Heart of Rage. I think they're fun content. I think they're really, really good boss fights. And the stunning in in, in Temple of Scar is stupid, but the fight in the Heart of Rage, I think, is awesome. Now, it could be disproportionate in length and challenge. They might want to look at that, but but I think maybe a reason to run uh, Heart of Rage there's phases to the boss fight what if every time you finish a phase you just get showered with masterworks and then when you ultimately beat him you get legendaries almost guaranteed that would be a reason to run harder rage right because what happens is this people are like everything can drop masterworks okay what's the fastest route to masterworks they're never going to go into content that takes longer and I, I'll even say this Travis Day was like, if they need to make them more rewarding so that, you know, it's it, that, that their time feels well spent. I'll say this. If it's literally just dividing time over gear, right, and you go into Temple of Scar and you're like, it takes me 20 minutes as opposed to 10 minutes, and this 20 minutes yields double the drops of the 10 minutes, you're doing the exact same thing. It's still time over loot drop, right? If 20 minutes gets you three drops... I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. If a 20-minute run through Heart of Rage gets you six drops, and then the one below it gets you three drops, and it's 20 minutes versus 10 minutes, right? Doubling the time, only doubling the drops, isn't good enough. Because people are just going to say, if I'm getting essentially the same number of drops for the same amount of time put in, that's not a driver because what they're going to do is they're just going to play Tyrant Mind because it's an easier 10 minutes. Does that make sense? If it's just loot divided by time, you're never going to go into something just because like, well, it takes twice as long and you get twice the number of drops. That's not good enough. There needs to be another reason to go in there other than just... It, 10 minutes in Tyrant Mind yields you the same loot turnover rate per minute that 20 minutes of Temple of Scar. Not good enough. There needs to be a stronger draw and push into the harder content. Because people are going to say 10 minutes of Tyrant Mind is easier than 20 minutes of Temple of Scar. Now, I'm not saying that's how long they take. I'm just giving you a very clear picture of why it can't just be every 10 minutes you get this many drops, regardless of what f- stronghold you go into. Because the turnaround rate and the dopamine injection is hitting at a quicker interval for Tyrant Mine, so they're automatically going to be more motivated to just run Tyrant Mine. Ashes to Ashes. Many say the loot drop is too low. My thinking is loot drops are about right if the infusions made more sense. What are your thoughts? I think you mean inscriptions about relevant infusions. Inscriptions. Right. Um... I agree with Travis Day. You should never have... Yes. Oh, two masterworks. Let's go. You should never have inscriptions that are broken. You should not have inscriptions that don't help you at all. Now, having inscriptions that are not interesting to you or are less in their percentages, that's totally fine. But nobody should be getting an inscription for a gun that does nothing for the gun at all and basically is a worthless drop. Now, it's not worthless because they still get the masterwork, 
But once you're grinding for inscriptions, that's kind of like, that's an insult to the time investment of the player. You're literally giving me a piece of gear and the inscriptions are broken. That needs to not happen. I agree. That's why I think you you limit that possibility. You say that's not possible. And then you just say, this environment is considered the lowest tier difficulty. So the inscriptions are capped. So... Why does everybody want Masterworks? Aren't Legendaries better? Because essentially, Masterworks are the way to a build and a a min-max build to start farming for Legendaries. There's not a good source for Legendaries right now, so no one's really thinking about them because they're they're so infrequent in their drop rates. My mindset would be eventually you're running Grandmaster 3 and that's all you're really chasing are Legendaries. Because you have min-maxed your Masterwork build to the absolute rafters. You have all the really, really good inscriptions and percentages, and now your abilities and your strength and everything's all complementary and synergistic and you go into Grandmaster 3 and chase legendaries so if you guys are enjoying this content in this interactive radio style I appreciate you being here very very much I would ask you to please click the follow button uh, if you're enjoying the content Uh, that way you're able to not miss out on the streams and thank you so much for being here I'm going to go to the next question now Guardian Down says uh, do you think once level 30 we could use XP gain through missions toward a merit system for additional abilities like health point and shield? I mean, you're kind of an inventing an entirely new system in the game that doesn't presently exist. So I would say that's not needed. I try to add things and suggest things that are within the identity of the game. You're adding an entirely new system to increase like health and things like that, that presently isn't in the game so you're adding a structure and a trajectory that is um somewhat out of place i don't think we need that i think the, it, the the game becomes about the loot when you get into the end game like that's essentially what you're grinding for is loot um not like oh i can get a little bit more health and a little bit more of this like you're describing kind of a paragon system um and i happen to think why am i not cooling down i don't understand I'm not cooling down. Am I covered in webbing or something? Oh, there we go. I think I was covered in webbing and I couldn't see the... I couldn't see the... the effect. Uh, W. Brooks. Well, now that you played from what you've seen, three to four javelins... I'm not jumping right now. As soon as you land on the ground, you're supposed to start cooling down. Something's wrong. I'm jumping now, but I'm not jumping right now. Right now, I should be cooling down. There we go. That's kind of weird. Typically, as soon as I hit the ground, I start... Um, I typically start immediately uh, cooling down. Oh, she's stuck. Run through the pile. Got it. Um, so yeah. Uh, let's see. W. Brooks says, now that you've played from what I've seen three or four javelins, what do you like and dislike about things you've learned uh, from preconceived notions? I love how different all the javelins are. I think a lot of people are going to turn their nose up to javelins because they don't give it enough time. I I am liking Storm significantly more than yesterday. Significantly more. Um, so, but initially didn't like Storm. I told people, I was like, I'm not having fun. I don't like this build. Um, this is why I think the earlier people get exposed to really good builds, I think the earlier they get exposed to that, the better because they'll start to see Okay, I may not have Masterworks right now for the storm. But when I was running this build early on and I had this synergy and this strength, it was really fun. It gives you a taste which drives the chase. Haha, <laughs> made it rhyme. 
if it gives you a taste, it drives the chase. It's like, dude, I'm going to chase that build of Masterwork, you know? So I got a, a divine... Every third weak point hit causes large fire explosions. It's an assault rifle. Um, I, I don't really care about that build. I don't really care about that gun. And then we got a Masterwork Binary Star uh, that doesn't have great roll on it. Can I please, for the love of Frick, get the Snowstorm or whatever it's called? Uh, pistol ammo, sniper damage, drop rate, and LMG damage on the close encounter. I got a bunch of chotch. Um, so yeah, I think giving people a taste early on of potential like really, really good builds and synergies, they would say, I am chasing Masterworks for these two abilities. It was my favorite build, right? It was my favorite you know, it's my favorite thing. And I think when that happens, I think then people know earlier in the game just how good the loot is. I think too many people, they spend so much time using purple gear, they basically think that that's essentially how all the loot is. Right? And then they draw bad conclusions about the end game and the loot chase because they're dealing with the crappiest, lowest tier gear. I think they should use purples as a catalyst to masterworks in a better way so you get a clear sense that, that you know, the, the grind is more about the, the abilities and the synergies instead of just like, well, I had a bunch of throwaway loot for the last 20 hours. See what I'm saying? Uh, Panamaniacs. There are there chances of getting a minimap? Uh, apparently there was a minimap in the alpha, and so um, we're just we're waiting to see if they add it back. Uh, we're waiting to see if they add it back. So I don't I don't know if and when we'll get that. But it's been made clear that people want it, and it's also been made clear that um, it was it was a feature that they people feel like needs to come back. So I would not be surprised if you see a minimap return to the game. Uh, seasick love should we be doing weapon and gear challenges to prepare for the inscription patch so we'll be able to craft masterwork for better roles do you feel this is a good idea sure I think that sounds like a great idea I think that sounds like you're planning and you're sort of in a holding pattern right well the minimap would obviously be optional I'm not saying give us a minimap that's there all the time I think when they add features like that like taking off camera shake they would give you the option to toggle it I wouldn't want a minimap either Top sum, thank you for the brand new sub. And the Lamzy, thank you for the brand new sub. Cross XS, I'm sorry I missed your prime sub about 20 minutes ago. I apologize for that. Cross XS, thank you for the brand new prime sub as well. A lot of folks have been using their prime subs on my channel lately, and I greatly appreciate that. Uh, it's cool to see all the new faces and support and new follows. Uh, if you haven't clicked follow yet, that's the easiest way to support the channel. I don't ask for subs or bits or tips, but following the channel is an easy way to support what I do. Uh, if you like the interactive radio style that you're getting here, my goal is to give you a hub of content. When you show up, you're going to get content for the time. I'm not just going to sit here and play uh, and periodically acknowledge chat. So, appreciate you guys being here. Maverick. Do you fear the end game will devolve into maybe two good loadouts per javelin and everything else is garbage? Uh, follow up. Two guns, two skills, one ultimate. That's all you get. Rinse, repeat. Is that enough for vi- variety? Well, I think they could lean into what they do in, in Diablo with the Catalyst. I also think it's very easy for them to add new ultimates, new melees, new abilities. Like they've, they've got them all really, really penned in. The example I gave yesterday was Titanfall launched with 
a small group of weapons that gave you a particular playstyle. Instead of giving you 25 weapons, when we all know that only like 5 weapons matter in most shooters like Call of Duty and Battlefield, and the rest are trash, instead of giving you that, in Titanfall they were like, no, here's a small group of weapons that are balanced and tuned and awesome, and they lend themselves to a particular playstyle. In a similar fashion, we're just starting to see, I think, glimpses of different playstyles, abilities, and choices that you can have have in Anthem that will get expanded upon. For example, I don't think you're going to get to the point where there's only like, you're saying maybe two good loadouts. I think that's a little too low. I think there's probably three. You could go Heavy Debt, Heavy Primer, um, Heavy Impact. There's a lot of different builds just for my Ranger and my and my uh, my Colossus that I was enjoying. Now, sure, you may get into the end game and start to feel like certain builds are light years stronger than everything else, and that's feedback we would provide to them. I don't think games like this drop and they're perfect. I think a lot of the times experimentation gets 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 its legs and they're like yeah people are pretty much only using this build on ranger for end game content let's buff this ability and this ability and create some synergies between these two underutilized uh you know you know abilities so that we don't see people just always clamoring and having a natural magnetism to what feels like the same builds here and the same builds there. That happened in Destiny, if we're honest. Destiny 1, people are like, well, we had all this choice and all this stuff in our skill trees in Destiny 1. Yeah, and pretty much everybody fell into the same small circle of builds, right? There were so many throwaway abilities. It was almost like the illusion of choice. It's like, yeah, you got a lot of choice here, but are you really going to choose these abilities that have been deemed somewhat worthless by virtually anybody who plays the game? We could end up in a very similar scenario here where a lot of what you're what you're getting and what you're being, you know, dropped, you're just kind of like, "Eh, it's crap. I'm not going to use that." And that's something that they need to consider in their patches and in their updates. I mean, I don't think it's beyond the scope of reason to see the cataclysms completely changing the structure of how certain, uh, uh, you know, certain javelins feel. I think you could very easily create an environment where the flow and the play of the ranger gets completely turned on his head because they change his melee to a detonator and give him different abilities that he presently doesn't have. Or again, they buff other abilities. I'm always going to call for buffs. I'm never going to call for nerfs. Unless something's broken, like boar was kind of broken on you know bunker in borderlands you know it's broken i'm not going to call for nerfs unless it's clearly broken and like we haven't talked about the rapid fire nerf in destiny but i told people the rapid fire shotguns were going to get nerfed because the mechanism by which they deliver damage cannot be matched you would have to take you would basically have to take fusion rifles and snipers into absurd levels of damage to even have them competing with, you know, against rapid fire shotguns. Similar things could happen in this game. They could say, well, there's literally no way for us to bring these abilities up to snuff. We're going to have to bring this one down a little bit. I would hope that they never have to do that and are just able to say, no, we've, we've got some good ideas about how to make other builds viable and we're going to do that through through buffs and we're not going to be nerfing your, you know, your token favorite builds. Because that happened with Blade Barrage in Destiny is freaking infuriating because it was such a good build with shards of Galanor, and now it's not as fun as it used to be because it was hurting, you know, PvP. 
So those of you that want PvP and Anthem, uh, hear our cries from the shores of disappointment in Destiny after four years. Hear us and, and, and learn from us, brothers. You do not want PvP uh, in this game. Trust me on that. <laughs> so next question. Uh, Sav- uh, Apex, uh, survive, survive Apex. How do you think the Division 2 will come with more content than Anthem? Oh, do you think it will come with more content? I understand that Ubisoft already has Division 1. Makes it easier for them to learn from your mistakes. Would love to hear your opinion about that. I'm just like shooting nothing right now. I thought there was a guy in front of me. Um, this is my prediction about Division. I think all the people and reviewers that are did I just jump on a trampoline? What the frick was that? I think all the reviewers and people that are looking to Division to be their savior, I think within a week, they're going to be saying, it feels like Division 1.5, it's not different enough, I'm bored. I do not think Division's going to be the savior of looter shooters. Uh, I think it's going to be a great game for fans of Division, and I think if you're not a huge fan of Division, I think you are going to find it unenjoyable. I'm not bashing Division 2. I look forward to it. I like the game. I've always liked the way the game feels. But I think these reviewers that are already bootlicking Division as if it's going to be the savior of games and looter shooters, I think they're going to say everything I just said. I think it's going to be it's super easy to predict their feedback. Just watch. Watch the reviews. Watch the people that said Division 2 is going to be amazing and it's going to be so awesome. It's going to save. It's going to be the new looter shooter that actually does it. And... It's just going to be a bunch of reviews that then turn on the game, criticize it for not being innovative enough, and they're going to say they should have just been. This should have just been a DLC for the first game, or whatever the frick empty, you know, buckethead criticisms we're going to get. Um, but that's what I think people are going to say about the division: is it should have been a DLC. It's not. It's not different enough. It's a stinking franchise. It's a sequel. Like, <laughs> of course it feels like Division One. What the frick did you expect? Um, so. Uh, Duplis, do you think that commons shouldn't drop after a certain point or in certain difficulty like Grandmaster 1 and above? I think commons are okay to drop when you're at certain higher levels of the echelons of the game, only if their currency serves a purpose when you break them down. Uh, I'm going to die. Uh, their currency serves zero purpose, and that's part of the problem. So when... Oh, uh, I'm trying to think of something like Destiny does this, right? You end up with just a stupid amount of a certain currency because it doesn't serve a purpose. So like gunsmith materials, okay? That's an easy fix if you suddenly give the gunsmith stuff that you're interested in spending your currency on. You're suddenly like, yeah, I'm going to buy this and this and this and blah, blah, blah. Okay. So I think it needs to be stated that the lower currencies right now just don't seem to serve any purpose uh, once you get into the later places. Now, that doesn't mean that has to stay that way. I think combining them to get the higher level currencies is the first and easiest fix they can do to not nullify entire currencies and drops. So when you're playing through you know, strongholds at Grand Master level and you're getting whites and greens and purples, you know that that's kind of feeding your currency that is feeding your crafting. So there's a... There's a, there's a there's an extended relevancy to that equation. Instead of being like, well, everything I get that's below this, uh, this, this, this color is now crap, and it doesn't matter. And when I delete it, it doesn't matter either. That shouldn't be what you feel. When you're grinding and you're getting lots of loot and you see a loot explosion, you should know there's like a tiered level of importance to everything that's dropping. You see the, the greens and the blues and you know, you're like, that's feeding a currency that I can convert to a more important currency to me. So even though I didn't get a bunch of masterworks, I'm still ending a play session with a really good amount of currency and then I can start crafting. 
I think that's what they need to do with the currency system as it stands right now so that there's this extended period of these these lower level gear drops and stuff matter and they're still important to you and you can still care when you're getting lots of loot that drops that seems completely worthless to you and it has that level of importance. Uh, Raise Ghost Particle says, I have heard that they plan on fixing masterwork drops uh, by reducing the amount of junk inscriptions impossible on some things. I prefer just more drops with more chances of getting god roll uh, of good roll or loot showers. Which do you feel triggers the dopamine better? Loot showers and generosity works. Listen, if the guys from the Diablo loot system start talking, you better... I can't I can't do my ability. You better freaking listen. Like You better freaking listen. Those guys are the ones that should be listened to at this point. If you're going to listen to anybody about loot incentive and extending endgame, you should be listening to the guys from Diablo. I mean that they 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 have the utmost respect in the loot in the loot pursuit world at this point. I don't think that's deniable. I think it's easy to see loot showers and then within the loot showers there is a spectrum of potential reward and potential benefit to the player. This is why tiering the loot would be so important because you would basically make it clear you you can get great loot at this level but you're going to feel a natural sort of a natural sort of de- like hamstring where you can only get so strong and so powerful by grinding free play, right? That is that is why loot showers are so important. Because you get that, oh, look at all the stuff. Yeah, look at all the pearly colors. Dopamine, 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 dopamine. And then those little injections, you that makes you come back and play more. Someone captured it very, very well on Reddit. They said the quickest way to kill this game is to be stingy with loot. And I could not agree more. Couldn't agree more. Somebody should be able to put in a couple hours. And no matter where they go, free play or strongholds or legendary contracts, they should end that session and say... I got stuff and not bear. And I, they should never end a session and say, I didn't get anything. Uh, El Pint, uh, El Pinto Loco says, do you think, uh, the storm supportability is kind of lackluster? I don't even like it. I don't use it enough. I guess I should probably use it more in like moments of panic. Cause it is a giant wall. Uh, personally, I think a better ability for the, like a supportability would be to put up a, like, um, like a storm like what about like a cloud that like rains down health or something because this supportability like i know they don't want like a healer in the game but what if i could say okay guys it's about to get rough i'm gonna put my healing cloud over there and then people could kind of like go stand in it and get health instead of being like it would be like it would be more of a storm elemental driven uh not muster point and not the other one that protects you but like it would kind of slowly heal you i don't know Ranger has a healing ability, though. That has nothing to do with, like, ironing out, you know, vacancies in the Storm's build. So, the Ranger having healing doesn't mean that the Storm couldn't have something as well. Um, There are plenty of abilities that seem similar between the, the, you know, the classes. The wall is just kind of (laughs) dumb. It's just kind of dumb. I don't know. Panamaniacs, any chance on getting gear sets in the future to create synergy between gear pieces and unique gear set javelin uh, talents? I think this is something they could do with the harder strongholds or even future strongholds. I definitely think there is a nature to uh, gear sets that's winsome. I think people like gear sets. It gives you something to chase. It gives you that sense of completion. I would say that gear sets should, if they do them, it'd be cool if when wearing a full gear set that you could unlock 
armor sets that could then be earned or paid for or something not paid for with money I don't want anything to be non-earnable if you want to pay for it maybe I guess you could because once you unlock it uh, and then that way once you have like a full set there's this clear oh look he looks different he must have gotten the full gear set from Tyrant Mine or whatever and maybe just maybe you could even say that the gear sets would have maybe specific benefits in those environments I s- would be worried about the, the the seamless nature of switching your loadouts though it isn't necessarily it's not a very good system right now it's pretty arduous uh, going into your forge and like changing abilities and stuff it's just it's not in my opinion it's not in a good place uh, it's very um, it's very uh, clunky so you'd want to be able to switch your loadouts on like this screen where you're like hey we're gonna go and run tyrant mine you're like oh no worries let me tap the left bumper or the or the d-pad and let me switch my loadout to the tyrant mine loadout because you could go in and name them and build them um so loot sets like that would build diversity and would make it cool for you to feel like yes I have a a set for this stronghold and a set for this stronghold that has a ceiling though because there's five loadouts available per javelin and then there's you know right now there's three strongholds eventually I think you know there'll be obviously five and then more so they have to think through how to scale that and how to keep keep that from becoming almost like you're running out of room like they'd have to maybe just increase your amount of loadouts that you can have Do you think, next question from Trunks, do you think they should make us equip a third heavy weapon like Destiny? I don't understand what you mean. I think the weapon, uh, three weapons is fine. I don't know why we would need this. It's not a, it's not as much of a weapons based game as much of a, uh, an abilities based game. So this is not a current vacancy in the game that I, that I think exists. Uh, Wake and Jake, do you think legendary items are uniquely different enough from Masterworks? I mean, uniquely different enough. I mean, that's subjective, right? I mean, I think you could definitely see people thinking like it's a little too copy pasta. I wouldn't necessarily disagree with them. I think legendaries should be a little bit more exciting instead of being like, well, it's a masterwork with a different color and better stats. Uh, I, I think I would sign up and, and agree with people that are like, yeah, legendaries aren't distinct enough. Um, I would tend to agree with people that that say that. I would agree with people that say that. Uh, Filipini, I know you talked about uh, how poor PvP would be about a game. How about a game mode similar to Gambit? Here's the thing about a game mode similar to Gambit. I've gotten this question before, so your answer is going to be super super short. All right. Number one, folks that want PvP would not find a Gambit style game mode satisfactory. So what would be the point in adding it? Oh, it'd be fun? That's debatable, right? I don't know if a game mode like that would be fun. If they're going to invest in new game modes, I would be more inclined to say Horde mode. Um, Horde mode with, like, mini-bosses that show up. I think that would be a little bit more in line with the identity of this game than a game mode like Gambit. Like, playing against other players, but not really playing against other players? Um, I don't know. The folks asking for PvP, again, would not find that game mode satisfactory they wouldn't they'd be like i want to get in shootouts i don't want to sit here and um you know have this weird chintzy race so 
I would say horde mode would be better. Now, if you want to do a horde mode where it pits you against another team to see who can get the farthest, and whoever gets the farthest gets like a cool loot drop or like some type of a benefit or something, that would be cool as long as there's literally no PvP elements other than like a head-to-head challenge or something. Jchrist, should they look into how many things overheat you? I don't understand why webbing causes javelin to overheat. Well, it covers, covers, all, covers all of your exhaust points. Um, I don't know. I think it makes sense from a technical aspect. You know, if I covered all of your exhaust points on your computer with giant spider webs, your computer would overheat pretty fast. <laughs> you know, you have all these fan, ex- you know, points on your computer to keep it cool. And I'm like, hey, man, how you doing? Yeah, I've got a pet spider. He's the size of a Volkswagen Beetle. Yep. Yeah, he's pretty big. Yeah, I just covered your computer in that spider web. Yeah, it's going to overheat really, really fast. Sorry about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think I think that's actually fine. Now, the number of things that are causing you to overheat. Sure. I take issue with that. I think it's it's too it's too abundant. It's pretty much everything overheats you. Now, if you want to make the overheating thing an abundant pain point, like running out of shields, it's a pretty abundant and regular pain point. I'm fine with that. As long as... As long as the overheat period doesn't last as long as it does. Right? I missed some subs. Shaggy Thorgrim with 30 months. Silent Potato with a Prime sub. Seven months from Lock and Stratus. And Knight with a Prime sub. Guys, thank you for the Prime subs, the new subs, the resubs. You guys are the best. Witty says, For the Ranger, I noticed that Venom Darts are not primers anymore. Is that true? I thought they do prime. I thought they primed as well. I don't know why that would have changed. Um, That's odd. Drop anything? Thank you, Mama. So, Venom Dart still prime for me. So, maybe you were confused? Not sure. Sounds like they still prime. Somebody, I've got multiple people in chat saying they still prime. Amish Milkman. With the changes uh, to the loot drops and with how you think they should be increased, I'm just going to wait and get warped, should be increased, which I agree with. Do you think that the system could benefit from maybe a higher drop chance of cores and events so weapons can be forged more often? still has that grind. I kind of already addressed this where if they let you use old currencies to build up the excuse me, the newer and more important currencies, I think that would make loot explosions exciting on a spectrum. Well, I got a bunch of white screens and blues like they're all over the freaking ground and that's feeding my currency that helps me craft. I didn't get what I wanted, but I've got enough now I can take a couple shots at, re- at crafting this thing to get a good roll. Right? I think that I think that kind of creates that that tiered amount of of importance. And I think when you do that, I think that means nothing that drops is worthless to you. I think when things drop and have less importance, that's totally and utterly fine. I think things dropping and you saying the statement, this is freaking worthless. I don't know, that concerns me. It's like, there's so much loot in games like this, and I always, always grow concerned when you're able to say things like, yeah, all this stuff is worthless to me now. That's just always concerning to me. I'm like, man, that quickly erodes at so much at so much loot and so much work that they put into the game um, that, that, that could be, you know, kind of keeping things going. And instead, we're, we're on this, we're already on this, like, downward slope of things not mattering. It just... You don't want that to be super, super fast. If somebody kills her, dude, I want to be there for the loot. Okay, good. You didn't kill her. <laughs> I want to be there for the double drops. Uh, yeah. Next question. Ashes says, 
for matchmaking, would it be worth favoring different javelins in your party at higher levels so you don't get three or four of the same javelin in your party? I would think they would have sort of natural things like this in place. Uh, you know, personally, you know, why, why, why would you not try and like have, you know, people kind of mix and match? Again, a loading bay or a launching bay where people are able to say, you're on such and such build, I'm on such and such build, let's switch some things up here. You know, you're all primer, I'm all debt. Uh, you know, w- let's make sure we're not going in here with with too weak with too weak of a build. Um, you know, we're not complimenting each other. Outside of that, I think there should be you know base level matchmaking that makes sure you're not going in with like three people that are all on rangers, and then and also maybe their levels aren't aren't good for what you're going into. Matchmaking algorithms need to be tuned so that's not happening. One hundred percent. Uh, Elochism says do you think Anthem is worth buying now or do you think people should wait until they do a major update sorry if you answer this I don't tell people whether or not they should get the game I'm enjoying it I feel like I've gotten more than $60 worth out of the game because uh, I've basically paid I've played the game for 60 to 70 hours now or more uh, and I'm not even on my fourth javelin yet so I, I'm not telling you to buy it when I say that. I'm saying I enjoy Loot Pursuit games. I enjoy games like this and Diablo and Destiny and Division. And I feel like this game is scratching me where I itch as someone who enjoys Loot Pursuits. You got to make your up your own mind, though. All right, let's see if we got the one thing that we've been looking for. We didn't. We got Seal of the Open Mind um, with you know decent roll, physical damage and combo on targets. And we got another one, so that's kind of disappointing. Another combo for targets, machine pistol, shotgun damage, and pick up amount, ammo pick up amount. Not what we wanted. Uh, wow, we got three of the exact same thing, but this one's nice because it does electric damage, uh, it does elemental damage, um, so at least we got a one at the very end there that seems to do, um, that seems to have something good going for it. So we'll delete the other ones, uh, and then we'll just delete everything else. Disappointing! Disappointing to get three of the same. Uh, Night50 had a Prime Sub five minutes ago, and no aim at all with a Prime Sub. Thank you guys for those Prime Subs. Welcome to the Rageless. DVS Fool, in your opinion, do you think having Masterwork... Uh, and legendary should have a lower drop rate and static god rolled inscriptions to give players more of a grind. No, uh-uh, no. I think we, we, I've made it very clear today where I land on this. Travis Day from Diablo and the way that they've done the loot system in Diablo, loot, loot explosions and you getting lots of loot triggers the dopamine, triggers that addictive feeling of the game, keeps you in the trenches, keeps you grinding. And as I said, the GDC quote... Your what you're saying right now grates against what they did in Diablo and what they saw different in their community. And I'm going to quote it to you again. Instead of people saying, I'm just trying to get this good thing, they started saying, I'm trying to get a good version of this thing. You're creating right now exactly what they fought against and don't and don't want. Okay, Vreek's got to drop out. If anybody wants to join, put your username in chat if you're on my friends list. So, you're creating that problem of people saying, I would just like to get the one good thing instead of saying, I've got a bunch of good things, but I want better versions of these good things. So, there's Storm Armor right now. I think I already looked at it, but let's check it just in case it it, uh, it changed. I really liked it earlier. Was it the, was the Seeker or whatever it was called? I really liked it. I thought it looked very, very cool. Um, they may have just updated it, though. Yes, the Seeker Armor Pack for the Storm is 
super sexy. I like it a lot. I'm actually tempted to drop real money on that and just keep saving my coins because that's nice. All right, I'll get you, Big Whitey. Uh, is back, uh, back of back. I have 116 hours played on all four javelins over 490 power. Obviously, game failed at endgame. No. Uh, do you think this is... Uh, there is a chance they will push new content before they showed agenda. Once people uninstall the game, it won't come back. Okay, I want you to read what you said really, really slowly, because it sounds... There's an element of silliness to your claim, okay? I want you to really think about what you wrote, and just very... Like, just track with me here, okay? Just track with me here. You played a $60 game for 116 hours. That is in disagreement with your claim that the game failed at Endgame. I, 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 I don't understand. That to me is, it's called a non sequitur. It does not follow. Now, if you're being sarcastic, I guess we can get a wry chuckle out of this. Uh, I, if, that, if that's what you're trying to do, if you're trying to be silly, then I, I guess you're pointing to the fact that like there's tons to do and tons to chase. So if this is a sarcastic question, Please don't sully my my Q&A with your attempts at humor. That's not why I do this. I do this to interact with the community, not your pitiful attempts at humor. Please don't do this with my Q&A. If you're being funny. If you're not being funny, we're laughing at you because your assertion is painfully, obviously silly and odd. Uh, Blackbird. Do you feel Anthem is an unfinished product? I had a conversation with a guy yesterday about games being uh, finished unreleased. Listen... If you guys enjoy the Rageless Roundtable, this was something this was something that Webski really harped on last night. Okay, he really harped on this. That you know, he's tired of games launching and they're not ready. They're unfinished, right? He really he really went off on a tangent on this. And I I appreciated Webski's passion and frustration cuz it does seem to happen often. I think People are misfiring. I think they're looking at games that are structured to be stretched out, okay? And they're judging the game based off of, okay, I play a disproportionate amount the first week the game comes out, and then I draw conclusions according to that disproportionate amount. I'm going to have to cancel launch whenever I get this screen, guys. It's, it's, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to hold exit and see if we can't fix this. Um... I'm going to go in and out and see if we can't fix this. Usually when that happens, I get kicked out to the to the main screen. Um, so we'll see if I can't fix it by going uh, in and out here. Um, so they they basically they basically play a, a, a disproportionate amount. They play an unbelievable amount of the game, and then they're like, oh, there's nothing to do, there's no end game. Well, the lion's share of the player base isn't there. And yeah, there it is. I, I can't I can't seem to not have that happen whenever we get that weird launch glitch. Um, and so when people say it's unfinished, here's another conclusion that I think people jump to that I don't think is tenable. The fact that there's content coming, they then just conclude, oh, they're promising they're going to make the game better with time. No, no, they're not. They've not said that. Not once have they said, guys, we acknowledge the game's not that good. We're going to make it better with time. Bioware has never said that. Not once. Again, people inject their own ideas into the discussion and read everything through that biased lens. 
Um, like, no, there's nobody moving in the, in the, in the fort. And yet I've walked past four people moving around, but there's nobody moving in the fort. You see what I'm saying? So many people incorrectly describe and inaccurately describe this game on a, on a consistent basis. Um, I always get two crashes when this happens and then everything's fine. It like keeps kicking me back out to the main area and then all of a sudden I'm, I'm fine. Um, so unfinished isn't the same as unpolished. I believe that people look at games that are going to add content with time and they're like, oh, it's unfinished. It's unfinished. There, I, I, there, there's, 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 uh, there's stuff missing and they're going to add it later. And again, for the $60, there's a complete campaign that if played exhaustively can take you anywhere from 20 to 30 hours, right? There's four different unique javelins with pretty lengthy loot grind for each each of the four javelins that play completely differently, and that loot grind leads to a variety of play styles. If you look at that and you say, that's not a full game, that's not a finished game, well, then I don't know what a finished game is. You know? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what a finished game is if that's not a finished game. So, I'm going to send these invites out while I read the next question. J. Chris, is there a limit on how many times you can run strongholds to get good drops? No, there's not. Um, who did we have? Was it Milo, Dash, and then Whitey, I think? I, I can't remember who it, who it was. I know Milo and Whitey, uh, but I can't remember if it was if it was Dash. I think we lost Vreek is who we lost, I think. Um, and we're adding Whitey. Uh, yeah, you can run strongholds as much as you want. Uh, is the update good or bad? This is a super generic question, and I don't know which update you're talking about. Uh, Johnny Bling, what are your thoughts on gear sharing in parallel with how Diablo does it, making this only possible with people that were in there when you got the gear? Listen, I much, much prefer showering somebody with loot and having them celebrate what they got than getting it from a buddy. That's just my personal preference. My personal preference doesn't mean it's good or bad. It's my opinion that one is better than the other. I think you can have either, but I just, I don't know. I think there's something about, yes, I got some good loot. Let me check it. Oh, finally, I got this thing. I think that is far and away different than, guys, could you please ready up? Uh, I think that's far and away different than, yes, I finally got good loot and my friend gave it to me, right? Uh, Ghost Glitch with a Prime Sub, uh, Brent Effects with a Prime Sub, and Dr. Meat does house calls with a Prime Sub. Thank you guys so much. Um, so, I don't know. It feels like unfinished with so much loading. Can't check your new loot drop. Can't equip new loot. Can't put a waypoint. I feel those are basic things the game needs. Again, you're saying it feels unfinished because it doesn't have features that you want. That's, that's a bad argument. That's a terrible argument. They don't let you check your loot because people were loot gazing too often. It's a min-maxing game. So it's like every time you got drops, people are like, hang on a minute, man. And then you're looking at your loot and you're changing your loadout and you're changing your gear. That's not good for a game that has matchmaking for every activity, right? Disagreeing with design choices, as Cynric Gaming is saying, does not mean a game is incomplete. You're literally disagreeing with fundamental design decisions that they made. That doesn't mean it's incomplete. Meister Mittens, thank you so much for your Prime sub. Bullseye, Treasure Grabbits would be awesome, like the Treasure Goblins in D3, but Grabbits instead. Um, you think introducing more creativity in the loot system would be a good idea, or should they just buff the drop rate? For now, buff the drop rate and, and tier the inscription caps. Buff the drop rate so you get a ton more stuff, and then just tier the inscription caps so you have a reason to do the, you know, the tough stuff, right? That's how I would do it. 
Treasure grab, it sounds pretty funny, but it also sounds kind of hokey. Uh, Ashford with a prime sub. Thank you. It's your boy D-Bob with 22 months. That's a prime sub as well. Getting close to two years, D-Bob. Thank you. Uh, Ashes, do you think unique mod component restrictions should be removed? Uh, no, because it would create broken builds. There has to be intrinsic balance to decision making. Uh, too much freedom creates uh, less freedom. If you could do broken builds and essentially put together a build that is, you know, broken, the problem with that is, is that that becomes the only thing that people run. So too much freedom takes freedom away. And what I mean by this is, if you could do like a bunch of, of a bunch of masterwork uh, mod components, right? And have that be creating some build where your damage output and elemental damage output is broken. Well, what do they what do they do to fix that? Well, now they have to now they have to like tier the loot in accordance with your broken build, and so then that becomes the only build that's 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 val- that is uh, that is viable. So all that freedom actually ends up taking your freedom away de facto. We had this issue in Destiny when people were like, why are they taking our freedom away? Why are they making the Ikelos shotgun not void anymore? Well, because the damage output, the potential damage output of the Ikelos shotgun being void when, when, when paired with the tractor cannon was going to create damage thresholds that were broken, which would have wrecked your freedom of choice because they would have basically had been like, well, the only way for us to make endgame content difficult is to make everything in line with those damage outputs. Thusly, that increased freedom takes your freedom away because they have to legislate endgame content to your broken damage output. Does that make sense? If you create threshold damage opportunities that are essentially broken and too strong, you essentially create something that must be legislated to, to, and I think that creates less freedom in the long run. So people argue for increased freedom, but what they end up doing is is they narrow the playing field of viable builds because what ends up happening is exploits or broken builds become the only viable meta. So you either completely negate endgame content when you do that and everything's too freaking easy, or as I said, they legislate to your damage output and you have to run that build if you want to go into endgame content. Uh, Gable, uh, Gable Kai says... Uh, this may have already been addressed. Just join the show. Crafting system until late in the end game seems purely to equip alt javelins as opposed to specifically farming mats for to better develop your primary javelin. Aside from very very late game rolls, what do you think crafting could go to become both far more dynamic, dynamic but beneficial to multiple stages of the game? Well, I mean, for starters, um, why are we having such a hard time here? Uh, for starters, I would think that one of the things you could do with crafting in the early game is have tutorials on why crafting is important uh, to the experience of the player. Um, so you could say, you know, hey, if you build this, there's these potential roles that can happen. Again, this is hindsight's 2020. They could have said, let's expose people to different roles and different synergies a whole lot earlier in the game. And then that would that'll create an environment where people understand that the loot system is more diverse and has more depth than they think it does. Um, I don't really understand what you guys did, but we are we are terrible right now. Don't rush ahead. We weren't done with this section, and you ran ahead, and now your bodies are trapped. And Milo and I are back here struggling uh, to to just get ahead of the the structure here. It may be glitched, though. I don't know. These guys just keep spawning, and that's not usually what happens. Um, 
no step snick says do you think they will ever give us the option to delete uh, lower tiered consumables uh, there's just no need for lower tiered consumables once you get the blueprint for the higher ones well at the very least yeah it should just let you filter it might let you filter but it should let you filter permanently uh, so that way you can just get them out of the menu so they're not uh, they're not constantly in your way because um, I mean that that's I do it now like I, I comb over like how many how many consumables do I basically blast past and don't even pay any attention to uh, because they don't matter to me now like the greens the whites the blues you know etc I'm basically not doing anything with those abilities um, and yeah filtering them out permanently would be kind of nice um, man this is terrible man I don't know what happened we have not had this problem at all today I, I think maybe we just ran ahead and shouldn't have um, you can stack consumables oh so Milo might have just given us a reason why those other consumables might be worth your time uh, since they can be stacked uh, you could basically say I'm going to run all you know all damage or combo buffs or whatever and that would be a reason then to run you know multiple uh, tiers uh, they don't let you do that in a lot of the in a lot of the games so that might I don't know if that's intended um, that might go away with time so I think we've now cleared this bottom area I don't think they'll spawn anymore yeah just for future reference of the homies playing with me you've got to clear this bottom area before pushing forward don't play this like you're doing that rushed crap where you don't kill anything and just go for the orbs kill the enemies as a team and then move forward I don't like playing that way anyway like kill all the enemies then move forward just grabbing the orbs and ignoring the scars as we just learned is not a good way to do this uh Merkzo, should bioware and higher rarity tiers roll loot drops pre-nerf higher the masterwork god work should bioware add higher rarity tiers and roll back loot drops pre-nerf i don't know if i want them to suddenly inject higher rarity like i think the rarities work i think they just should mess with the inscriptions so you're like yes I can run free play and get a bunch of dope masterworks, but there's a clear cap on how strong they can be, you know? How do you balance crafting, though? Uh, Pretty generic question. I don't think you need to balance crafting because it's super expensive. So if you feel like people are able to make too many masterwork, um, too many masterworks, then you just make it more costly. It's not, it's not that difficult, I don't think. 15 months from Moxon. Thank you so much, dude, for 15 months. Um, I'm not like saying it's a super generic question like I don't want to answer generic questions it's tough for me to give a specific answer when the question's so generic is what I mean like I can't give you a super specific answer um, balancing crafting would essentially again though just come from saying people are able to build this too easily make it more costly because if you start letting people upgrade their components um, that could lead to getting the end game components too easily and that would be problematic um, because then you would essentially have people that are just swimming in, in materials and they're kind of undercutting the grind of the game by saying, well, you know, you don't really need to work for any of the loot, just build it all, right? I think that would be, that would be potentially problematic, uh, in the grand scheme of the grind. You don't want to undercut grind, you want to empower grind. Estimated Profit says, um... I played for about 20 hours and I'm around level 28. Do you think hard mode should be more generous as with giving masterworks? I can't get strong enough to play Grandmaster 1. I've dropped one masterwork all this time and it was the Papa Pump. Right, and this is you're you're talking about exactly what I'm taking issue with. 
they they just decided to go in the other direction on generosity that's what my entire talk was about is literally what you're saying so you might not have been here for the talk but like this essentially you are exhibit a with respect to why generosity is better and why a lack of generosity hurts player experience number one if you're somebody reviewing the game a lot of people came to terrible conclusions about the loot system because they're having your experience um so i would listen to the diablo devs and the generosity thing that travis day put on reddit i think that's a far better uh system going forward for people to think about why should we be generous i think loot explosions and inscription differences and role differences again that gdc quote you want people to be saying i am trying to get a good version of this thing instead of i'm just trying to get that thing i think there's an enormous difference between the two statements and i think one is an addicted player and the other is a frustrated player uh iconoclast what is preventing uh, Bioware from copying Diablo 3's loot endgame. Why not just copy what works best? Well, I mean, every game has to be its own game. Um, you don't want to be like, yeah, it's Diablo with mechs, right? But when you look at what's good for longevity and solvency, well, yeah, I think they should look and take good notes from them. You also have to understand, a lot of the loot systems in this game may have been put into place before they really considered like how they were going to do the spiral staircase, how they were going to do the difficulty tiers. You don't know when they started implementing those systems and when they started getting those ideas. I think sometimes development suddenly is like, hey, this would be a great way to do the loot system. Like, oh yeah, let's make those changes. And then the problem becomes that it's so late in the game that it is by nature... Um, it's by nature limited because you're dealing with a structure that has got too many foundational things that would need to be tweaked. So over time, they they might be able to make those pivots. But again, you're going to... I don't know how he locked on through the uh, the wall there. That was weird. Uh, Viter Spike. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on a question like that. Like, what do you want me to say? Like, yo, they should have. They should have copied Diablo system. Like, it's hard to have a substantive answer to a question that's like generic and kind of taking a shot like are they are they too stupid to copy diablo like they kind of want to have their own game to a certain extent uh viter spike are you aware about 100% cpu issue how can you fix that this is causing input lag af um man you guys are just really struggling i don't know if you guys all pivoted to other javelins or what but we have not had this issue at all today you're all just constantly going down um I'm uh, I'm not a st- I'm a storm. I can't really be in the mix that much to uh, to help. I've got to kind of stay above the battle. I think our team might be super imbalanced. Maybe we have too many uh, too many storms. Um, the the CPU issue is something that they're aware of. It seems that it has to do with Origin. If you leave Origin, if you go into Origin and you say and you put it on Application Settings menu and you leave that open, that fixes it for some people. Um, so you could try that. I don't know. You could try that. Um, I would, I would try that. Sorry, Lono. It's three storms and a ranger. Yeah, I can switch off storm then. Like, I mean, if you guys are wanting to run your storms, I've been running storm all day. I can, I can, I'll, I'll switch to something else. I'll switch to my Colossus after this. Cause this is atrocious. Like we're, we're really imbalanced. Like this is, uh, our efficiency is just awful right now. We went through just blasting our way through this content to suddenly, uh, be in super, super struggle. And I think it's because if you don't have like a Colossus or a meat, a meat shield, it's difficult. Uh, it's difficult for the, 
the aggro patterns. Everybody's getting kind of trounced. Um, so we'll have to do something about that. We'll change after this. I got no problem. I kind of miss Colossus anyway, so it's probably well-timed. We've we've got the, uh, the storm in a good place, so um, he can... Uh, he can he can he can tap out for a little bit. And boom. Uh Merkzo says Shouldn't there be some loot only obtained by going through uh conversation trees in the fort? Might connect the fort uh so they don't feel like separate games, even if it's joke abilities. No. Number one, that's not how they designed the game. So you're asking for a system to be created out of thin air. Number two, even if they're just joke abilities, what's the freaking point? That's like an insult to people's time investment. I went through all these dialogue trees and I got this loot and it's a joke. Like, that's not how you treat the player base. Um, no, I disagree with this sentiment and I disagree with this system being just ham-fisted into the game. That's not the game they built. So if you want that system, I mean, that's fine. You can have that desire, but it just doesn't belong in the game. You know, and doing it. Here's the thing. In a loot pursuit game, you never add things or systems just for the sake of it, right? You don't, oh, well, well, let's just do it for the sake of doing it. Well, why? I don't know, it'd be cool, and, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll make sure and, and add some joke loot to it, just so it's like, it's like a thing you can do, and it doesn't really matter. Well, I mean, that's not what you want to do. You don't want to add frivolity to the game. I don't know if that's a word. I just made it up. Like, you don't want to add, like, frivolous nature to your behavior. People already don't like the fact that, like, you do... um, They don't like the fact that you do all the dialogue and it doesn't really impact anything. You'd kind of be adding insult to injury to be like, yeah, you can do all the dialogue and get loot and abilities, but they're stupid and don't really mean anything. (laughs) That's not... I don't think that's a good look. <laughs> I don't think that's a good work. Frivolity is a word? Okay, cool. I thought I thought it was a total made-up word. I said it, and I was like, that doesn't sound like a word. Uh, Nutaria says, What is your opinion about people complaining on the end game is worse than D2 launch, both in things to do and gear and farm? Is this a hate train, or is, the va- is there a uh, valid reason to this? Anybody who is claiming this game's end game is outmatched by Destiny 2's vanilla end game is deserving of 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 laughter i guess <laughs> that's deserving of laughter are you freaking serious dude the end game of destiny 2 was atrociously bad embarrassingly bad it took them a year to give us an actual end game and grind anyone saying that you're that's just the Man, oh man, I, that's dumb. I, you gotta call that what it is, man. That's dumb. That's not even remotely true. That's not true at all. Again, somebody saying that, I'll tell you what they did. Okay? This is what they did. They got into purple gear, and they got bored, and they put the game down. They didn't get into different builds. They probably did boots on the ground combat and used their guns. They're like, end game sucks, loot sucks, I'm out. Destiny 2 had more to do in its end game at launch. Uh, <laughs> Again, that's like Angry Joe saying raids launching early and the and the incursion in Division 1, that was better endgame trickle rate, and he's using that as a value point against the trickle rate of endgame from when he looks at the 90-day roadmap. It's like, Joe, were you even playing Destiny at the time? 
the early drop rate of raids is frustrating and it's a terrible treatment of the pacing of the content. People basically play the content at a breakneck speed and look for exploits to get raid ready because it launches too fast. And the incursions that launched for Division 1 broke the game and were terrible. The end game trickle for both those games, Division 1, Destiny 1, and Destiny 2, is not to be praised. It's terrible pacing. Like, it's awful. You know, I, I don't know. Moxon with 15 months. Thank you very much. And my cousin Vinny with a prime sub. Thank you. Um, anybody looking to Destiny 1 and Destiny 2's endgame at vanilla and claiming it's better? I, it, it's just laughable, man. It's laughable. There was no endgame. A raid by itself is not endgame. That's all it was, was a raid. Like, it's part of the endgame. But, I... <laughs> Man, again, just so disconnected from the actual games themselves and just anything to make their arguments sound good. And people that, I guess, have short-term memory will, like, nod an agreement. The end game of both Division 1 Vanilla and Destiny 1 Vanilla are a joke compared to the end game of Anthem at launch. Like, an actual joke. I just... I don't know. That's all I can say about that. Cynic, do you think Bioware could have done a better job explaining systems? I didn't know about the combo bonus. Oh yeah, this is my biggest and strongest critique of the game. My biggest and strongest critique of the game, there's no combo tutorial. What in the frick? What? What? Why is that not in the game? Who is in charge of that? You know what I mean? Who is in charge of that and why didn't they do it? It is foundational to combat, and the game says nothing about it. It doesn't even explain the symbols. Even if you suddenly discover combos by accident, it's difficult to even know why. Because as a player, there's not you don't know what the symbols mean. It, it, uh, the, the term primer and detonator, it's not even in the game. It's not even in the menus. There is one, though. Do you guys want to go look at it? You guys want to go look at the tutorial on combos? You guys want to read it together? Um, because it's terrible. You guys, you could, let's do this. Let's do this. They'll protect me. I'm playing with friends. Um, let's see here. Is it in library? I think it's in library. This is actually really easy to engage with, isn't it? Um, is it armory then? Uh, weapons. Crafting blueprints. Where is... Oh, tutorials. It literally says tutorials at the top. I'm an idiot. Okay, so how to play. Let's read combination and effect, shall we? Let's read this, okay? It doesn't say how it works, okay? Fire sets enemies on fire and causes them to burn and take additional damage, okay? Weapons and gear launch various attacks on enemies, including unique combos, which can cause devastating damage. Generic. An experienced freelancer knows that strategic use of the right gear can control the battle and defeat the enemy. Okay, what? how do I do combos? D- is it going to tell me? Fire sets enemies on fire, ice freezes enemies, electrical electrifies enemies, acid lowers enemy resistance and increases their damage vulnerability. Like, it's explaining what the elements do. Okay, weapon and gear descriptions will indicate how quickly these effects are applied. Different enemies have varying resistances which protect them from particular effects and determine how long it takes to apply. When an enemy has an effect on them, shown as a nameplate icon, launch a combo with weapons or gear that have combination properties. 
what does that mean? It doesn't tell you what a detonator is. It doesn't tell you, oh, they have the icon on them. Sweet. I'm going to hit them with blast missile. Blast missile doesn't combo, but it doesn't tell you. Combination properties, what? Different types of combos and effects will produce damaging results. It's not even a good tutorial. It's not even a good tutorial. It makes it sound like any elemental effect will 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 cover them and make them comboable. It doesn't it's 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 not even a good instruction manual. It's a bad instruction manual. You'd be better off not reading that, truth be told. <laughs> You'd be better off not reading that. Um that's not that's not helpful. It doesn't actually educate you on how combos work. So, it's a huge blast missile's not a detonator. Right, that's what I mean. How are you supposed to know? That's my point. Oh, look, these guys have fire on them. I should be able to combo them. And you hit them with blast missile, and you're like, it's not doing anything. So, even if you read that, okay, it's like the term detonate appears in the description of primers. Yeah, do you want to know where else detonate appears? Detonate appears on non-detonating abilities. Like, take that one for a spin inside your brain. Detonating strike is not a detonator. There's abilities in Masterworks that say cause it detonates an electrical storm and it doesn't detonate. The word detonate is used all over the game on non-detonating abilities. It's confusing. It's bad. It it should be crystal clear. No one should be scratching their head saying, well, wait, this thing says it detonates and it's not detonating. This thing is literally called detonating strike and it's not. It's a primer. It's just, listen, that tutorial language is vague and unclear, and there's no instructions in the game. It just isn't, right? There's nothing in the game that explains it. The movement, right? The movement uh, that you learn for the for the ranger, there should be movement tutorials for the other javelins as well. Like, storms hovering. Uh, do you want to know why all these people are playing boots on the ground and just, like, walking around with the storm on the ground? Like... Because they don't have an idea about how the the storm is supposed to play. So they just stay on the ground and dodge sometimes. They don't know that they can hover for, like, ever. Again, people that call me a shill and a sellout and that I only say good things about the game, like, don't apparently hear me when I say all the things that I just said. Those are enormous vacancies. The reason that they're vacancies, okay? The reason those are huge vacancies in the game and glaring problems is it is a core function of the game not only is it a core function of the game it is an avenue toward differences dynamics and enjoyment you're basically making somebody walk through a a corn maze and hopefully they get out on the other side because the other side's got all this great stuff and you're like well hopefully they can get through the maze because we don't explain any of this it just i it it needs to be very very quickly changed if possible because if they drop the price on this game or do something in the future where they try to like fill the funnel with a bunch of new players those new players need to hit the ground running understand combos understand the javelins that they're using understand the benefits of a storm over a colossus if they don't understand those things they're going to make the same mistakes I made at the capture event they're going to make the same mistakes that Angry Joe and so many other people made where they're not going to get to the place where the game really shines and they're going to be like loot sucks abilities suck guns are weak there's no cover I don't understand this game I'm out it's hard to fault people misunderstanding the game when the game doesn't explain core functions it's like it just it's really hard to fault folks uh Shino B Gaming what are your thoughts on cosmetics of the weapons 
Uh, I think legendaries look cool. I think they could definitely look a little bit better. I'm not super concerned about it because weapons are not the focal point. Your javelin is. Um, uh, and so I would say that... I would say making that the focal point of your... of your. Wow, I thought I was going to get away from that. Gee, many Christmas. I was trying to get my 20 before popping my ult. Um... So cosmetics on the weapons could definitely be better, but that's not a front burner issue for me because I think that the, the the general focus of what things look like is your javelin and it's not the, oh my gosh, my guns look boring and bland. This looks like just like the last thing uh, that I was using. I, I think there's a lot more to the game than that. Um, so I would I wouldn't I wouldn't put too much stock in caring about that. Now it's definitely cool as an incentive and a motivator when you're like looking in in the menus and you're like, yo, look at this look at this awesome gun that I got. It definitely serves that purpose. I definitely think people that feel um, that that cosmetic pull would like that. But once you're in the game, like guns are are kind of not you don't I mean you kind of see my gun right there, but it's not the centerpiece. My javelin is. Uh, stigma. Do you think? Do you not think people would just abandon free play if it didn't have the best loot? Uh, and reply to your comment about reducing max stat bonuses. I don't think you're engaging with what I said. I think you're cherry picking. Even if the set, even if the inscriptions are capped, the primary reason that those masterworks are fun is because they create really, really good synergies and builds. Right? You're. <laughs> This idea that you should be able to run free play and get the best gear in the game is completely at odds with the game that they've built. There's really, really challenging content. There's legendary contracts. There's strongholds. And you're the person that wants the raid gear without running the raid. Like, that is that is acid on incentive. That is that is death to incentive. Why would I ever go? Like, you don't... Un- you, I, I, I genuinely think, and I mean this in a nice way, I don't think you understand the point that you're making, Right? The point that you're making is basically there's no incentive to run really, really high end game content. If you kill him up there, so help me, I'll be angry. <laughs> Let's get that double drop, boys. Right? Like, you're 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 basically eroding all incentive. Why should I ever run <coughs> excuse me, why should I ever run the hardest strongholds? Why should I ever run the hardest content if all I have to do is run free play for ten hours a day and get everything? Like, do you understand what's going on when you do that? That happened in Destiny 2. Destiny 2, you could basically get everything you needed by running public events. So no one gave a crap about anything. Free play is more fun than strongholds? Fine, play free play. That's your volition and choice as a player. I don't agree with you. I think strongholds are really enjoyable. And I think funneling people away from strongholds because you want it easy and free and clear. Listen... I'm trying not to be mean here, but it's so dumb to look at a game with a spectrum of experience and say, the only experience that matters is this low entry point, super easy environment. Nothing else matters. Like, that's dumb. That's, like, dumb. Why why do I care about the strongholds then? Why am I going to go into challenging content if you can just run, like, public events and get all the best stuff? And I think you're really overstating your case. I think if you could get all the dope gear in free play, but the inscriptions are capped so that you aren't as strong as the guy who's been grinding it out in strongholds, that is sensible and logical. It's illogical to say, I can get the strongest builds and the best gear with the least amount of effort. That's illogical. 
it doesn't make any sense to say that like you're looking at a spectrum of content and, uh, and applying your own illogical desire to it just because you want things easy I guess or it's your preference about like how like I this is just where I prefer to hang out and play if if again if you if you never run raids in destiny you don't deserve the 1k voices you don't deserve the loot that they put in there that's the way loot pursuit games work if you want the best loot in borderlands 1 farming cromerax finally we got winter's wrath we got it we got a 25% gear charge and gear speed 15% on it uh the ammo perks kind of suck but we finally got winter's wrath um I just, I, I can't imagine coming at a game, look at all the shotgun perks on this, two ammos and a damage, what the frick, I can't imagine coming in a game with a spectrum of content and just trying to invalidate all the content because you want things to go your way. You're just invalidating all the end game content, all the strongholds, all the difficult stuff. Here's, here's the real, here's the real, real problem with invalidating all that content. You assume and project a lot? I'm not assuming and projecting anything. He's literally saying you would just abandon free play if you couldn't get the best loot there. I'm engaging with what he's saying. He's saying you should be able to get the best loot in free play. That's what I'm engaging with. So try to keep up. If if the end game is where you can get the best stuff, you have an incentive to get good stuff, strong stuff in free play, and then you tear up to the next difficulty. What's the freaking point in getting really, really strong in free play if you have zero interest in going into the harder content? If you only want to run free play, you're, you're, you're short-circuiting the natural trajectory of games like this. The natural trajectory is you feel stronger, you go into harder content, you get better stuff. You feel stronger, now you can up the difficulty, go into harder content, you get better stuff. That's the whole trajectory of games like this, and you're wanting to completely disrupt that because you want the best stuff in free play. And again, I'm not even keeping the best stuff from you with my idea. I'm merely saying inscriptions should be capped. You could get the same build I have and feel awesome like I do, but my inscriptions are better because I'm running harder content than you. That's exactly how it should be. That's exactly how it should be. Free play could then serve as a purpose. Now, those those limitations on those inscriptions could go up. Like, let's say you run free play on Grandmaster 2, right? Maybe the, maybe the inscriptions go up. That's an elitist attitude in terms of progression? No, it's not. It's, it's completely logical. That's how these games work. If you want raid gear, run the raid. If you want good gear, go to the place where the good gear is. That's not elitist at all. That's literally how these games are designed. You're just claiming it's elitism because you don't like it. You're just calling names now. I Diablo 3 didn't do it that way. Go play Diablo 3 then. There's a spectrum of content. Heart of Rage. Why would you ever run Heart of Rage? Why? What's the point? Get everything in free play. And then what? And then what? What's the point? There's no trajectory. There's no there's no spectrum of like I'm moving into the harder content now. I got all the best stuff doing pub events. That's Destiny 2 vanilla. The Destiny 2 vanilla, that's what it was. I got all the best gear running public events. Whoop de frick. Strikes, nightfalls, who gives a crap? I got raid gear from from being in a clan. That's that's dumb. Look at this developer, man. Look at all this content they've created. And you wonder why people say there's no end game when you're not even doing it. 
it just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. It, it's it's nonsensical within the spectrum of the content. Spectrum of loot and spectrum of content can exist in a harmonious way where you run the easier content, beef up, get stronger, and then go into the harder content. And then you beef up, get stronger, and then you go into the harder content. And there is a synchronicity and a synergy and a harmony to that. Getting the better gear for doing the harder stuff. Acting like that's elitist or problematic misunderstands the way these games are structured. And oh, Diablo doesn't do that? Diablo does that. You get better and more drops when you increase difficulty. So I don't even understand why you're saying that. Diablo literally increases your your drops and your rewards when you raise the difficulty. That's like, I don't know. It's a channel called Say No to Rage, uh, uh, ironically. Yes, because intelligently and and passionately having a conversation and using big words is rage. Last I checked, rage is is violent anger and yelling and screaming and cursing and throwing stuff. So, by the way, welcome to Club Lame Joke. You get you get it. You don't get a membership card, but you're in Club Lame Joke for making the same dumb lame joke that so many people had before. Oh my gosh, he's getting excited. That's rage. Get a freaking clue. Uh, DVS Fool is one of in one of Travis Day's comments he said one of their jobs is to save the players from themselves when it comes to grinding the fastest content with the breast drops so players don't get bored tired of the same grind how do you think Bioware should go about that with strongholds I, yeah I address this because as I said if it's a simple time divided by loot equation and 20 minutes in a hard stronghold like Heart of Rage is giving you the same loot turnover rate as 10 minutes in Tyrant Mine people are just going to run Tyrant Mine and then they're also they're also then subsequently going to get burned out significantly faster because the circumference of their experience is incredibly limited they're not engaging with the whole of the game they're just like, well, I'll just do this, right? I'll just I'll just run this over and over and over again. Like he said, save them from themselves. Like, you've got to have that pull and that tug of why am I gonna run Heart of Rage? Why am I gonna run, you know the the what's the one? Temple of Scar. Like, and this is a greatly timed question with the debate that we were just having. You're on a much faster track to burnout when you just run free play and have no desire, no pull, no incentive to go anywhere else. You're shrinking the game down to one element of it and you're just staying in that loop. Content loops are good when they're addicting, but they're also good when there's like a lot of different things for you to do to shake things up. Like when I get sick of free play and we start grinding strongholds, I it's fresh, man. It feels good. It's different. It's so much. It's so much different when you run it that way. Um, all right, we're gonna one. We're gonna we're gonna now we're gonna run the Winter's Wrath, uh, and we're gonna run it with ten thousand suns because it's a it's a it's a detonator. Um, I don't know if I don't think the shotgun damage is worth keeping. I don't think it's worth it. Um, the 125% gear damage on that one is probably going to make me use that every time. Yeah. <laughs> Running Colossus. Oh, shoot. I finally got this ability and I got to run Colossus. I'm going to pout about that. Uh... Next question, Dad Heals. What do you think about the traditional MMO style loot cycle where the new raid tiers are released and new uncommon type gear would be higher gear score than your previous tier masterwork and opportunity to add new inscriptions, perks, and items, thoughts? 
that's one way of doing it. You switch Milo? Okay. That's one way of doing it. Um, that's one way of doing it. I... Listen, I don't have all the answers with respect to, like, power creep and, um, the, you know, extending things. I happen to think one of the best things they could start with for the first year is just give us new abilities that don't presently exist, new ultimates, new melees, so you grind and build different builds. You've got to be careful with invalidating my hard work. You've got to be really careful. If I spend months working on these builds, right? And I have this really, really great, awesome synergistic build, right? All of my, all of my, uh, my inscriptions are in synergy with each other, my abilities. And all of a sudden you're like, hey, by the way, yeah, all that stuff's bad now. If you're going to do the new content, yeah, it's all weak. You're going to be getting whites and greens that are better than it, right? Now, in Destiny, I've always said that's okay because Destiny's more loot-based, not build-based. Destiny, when you switch from, like, the hand cannon that you loved, the Midnight Coup, to a new hand cannon, I think that's okay. Why? It's not a min-maxing game. So you didn't spend time crafting a build. You got, like, a good roll, I think it's different. I think the mentality's different. And in this game, I would worry about somebody spending all that time crafting a build that you completely destroy with the new loot. What you would want to do is have people feeling that sense of, I have these loadouts that I perfectly crafted, and now this new season's added these new abilities, these new potential builds. I'm going to chase those, get good inscriptions on those, and now these are going to be one other loadout in my litany of really great loadouts. Does that make sense? It's not invalidating, it's empowering pivot. In my mind, that's totally different. Invalidating everything I've worked on so that I'm like, well, I guess I have to chase all the new stuff. I think that works in Destiny because it's sort of like a, well, it's a loot-based game. In a min-maxing build-based game, the difficulty is saying, we just invalidated all your hard work for the last four months. You spent all that time min-maxing getting great builds. But if it's a pivot where I'm pivoting away and saying, these are now other viable and fun and different builds, that just leads to player volition and dynamics to shine because you're like, well, this new build is really fun, but my other builds are still just as good. Maybe it depends on the content as well. Maybe the new abilities and the new builds are like stronger in the new strongholds and in the new content. So I don't feel like I'm contradicting myself because I know people are going to be like, but Lono, you always have said leaving behind the old loot is so important in Destiny. Again, I find there to be a significant difference of category and genre from a loot-based game to a min-maxing build-based game. So, I'm Landine. Do you think roadmap is positive or negative for those looking for content? I think it looks great. Uh, Tony Mo. while I understand where you're coming from in terms of loot distribution, both in loot and inscription percentages, I think it should not be gated. Personally, I feel that if Bioware took on the Diablo 3 approach uh, post-Reaper of Souls, it allows players to be rewarded regardless of whatever activity they take part in. However, I think as you climb in difficulty, the percentages on inscriptions should have higher low rolls to guarantee the power creep anyways that's my opinion okay so now you're making a much better case for yourself I still think I still think at the very least let's compromise here Tony Mo. if you're still here let's compromise when I go into strongholds there should be a bigger propensity for me getting really really good inscriptions and when you're in when you're in free play there should be a lower propensity of you getting high numbers 
maybe not gate it, maybe not cap it, but when you're running strongholds, you're seeing more of the higher number inscriptions come up, right? I, I'll meet you in the middle, brother. I think that's that's a pretty good compromise. I just want people to feel a sense of there's a reason to run Heart of Rage, a clear, tangible reason. So I'm not feeling like this guy over here is going to put in three hours and I'm going to put in three hours and we're basically getting the same loot chances. I completely disagree with that. And it seems like you kind of do too, but what you don't want to have happen, I, again, I think it's a little bit of an overstatement, to say if free play inscriptions were gated then that invalidates free play I don't agree with that I think that's an overstatement but I'd be happy to meet you in the middle and say you know run heart of rage I, uh, you know for better drops and a higher propensity of higher inscriptions I 100% disagree with that the reason to run heart of rage isn't gear drops it's for diversity I can't tell you how wrong you are I don't really have time that's not the way these games work man they're loot based games content interaction is based off of loot incentive so you can have that feeling you are free to feel that way I run harder range to change it up and to have variety in my gameplay experience and I love you for that I think there's different gamers in the world but I think the lion's share of gamers and everything we've learned from Diablo's loot system is generosity and loot drops is how you get people to keep playing right that's Bioware's vision from the beginning. What you're talking about is contradictory to what they've said the game will be like from the beginning. I think you are provably incorrect. I think interactions with the devs and their conversations completely are at odds with what you're claiming. I don't think you understand. I think you're speaking on their vision, and I don't think you understand their vision for the game. It is a loot-based game. There are tiers of difficulty, and there clearly are tiers of difficulty and differences between the three strongholds. I think you're provably wrong. Um, they said all loot drops will be everywhere. Right, and I'm in line with that. I haven't said that you can't get loot. You can't. I, I've not once said you can't get loot. Um, oh, you have to. You have to hold it. When I can do it three times. Oh wow. Okay. Um, hang on. I gotta adjust. This is weird. Oh, I need to be doing the the gun. I want to try the new abilities, and there's a freaking turret just in you know ending my ending my career here. Um. You're saying you want different loot drops in different places and they said they don't want that. All I said was, there's got to be a driver. And yes, one of my suggestions was there should be something that, why is this not firing? I'm not seeing my, I'm not seeing my storm come out. Is it glitched? Or is there lag or something? I'm legit not seeing the storm come out. What, is it that smoky yellow stuff? What? I'm not seeing it. You have to hold it for a second. I am holding for a second. Look at my ability. It's on a refresh. I'm using the ability and I'm not seeing it. Oh, it pops up from the ground. All right, hang on a second. But I'm not seeing numbers. I'm not seeing numbers. In any case, I made numerous suggestions. Armor sets, gear sets, etc., you saying oh well they said they don't want to do that they want all loot to drop anywhere that's fine at the very least then um you should be able to say i'm going to go into this harder content and get better drops or better chances it's charge based so the charge hasn't finished recharging homie i'm literally consuming one of my three so am i charging up all three oh i see it i'm not seeing numbers for it though 
It doesn't do damage. Okay, that's confusing because pretty much every ability has a number pop up. All right, whatever. Stigma. Do you think that YouTubers feel that they need to be the first and the quickest to get a review out to get the views and the traction so a game like Anthem doesn't get a fair chance uh, because it takes more time? Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. People are saying it does do damage. I'm not seeing I'm not seeing damage numbers pop up though. Oh, there I did. Okay, there I did. Maybe just in the chaos I didn't see it. There I saw some ice. Okay. 1725 was the damage that I saw. Uh Lichen. I have full Yeah, but that's that's definitely a part. YouTubers want to be the first because there's relevancy, there's clicks, there's tags, there's a lot of reasons why you want to be the first to get your review up. Lichen. I have a full masterwork storm and personally I feel endgame uh, isn't there. Because uh, why run other builds other than just for fun? Your abilities are pointless at endgame because your guns out DPS by so much. Do you think they should change it? Well, I mean, if you're going for raw damage, sure. You you get more damage from guns than you do your abilities. But I think it's really awesome and I think it's really, really fun to run different builds and, and different abilities. And I think there's different environments that, that are that are clearly built for, you know, this is really good for range. This is bad for range. And so you're going to change your builds. Um, I think you guys just need, I don't, I'm not sure what's going on. We're all dying again. Uh, I'm, I'm not helping. So that's probably part of the problem. Uh, so I actually missed the other ability. I think it was easier to use with uh, with this. I think it was quicker to knock people down. I don't think this ability is as good as people said it was. I fell in love with the other ability. This ability seems like crap. It doesn't... It's not taking down shields. It's not stunning. It's not priming. Like, it's. I was able to prime and break shields so much better with the other ability. Um, I don't know. The having to hold still and charge thing is really hurting this ability in my mind. Um, I don't know. And it doesn't seem to really do any damage, so it's literally just a weak, a freaking weak primer. I feel like the other ability did way more damage. Maybe I'm not feeding it enough. Let me feed it with Elemental Rage and change my, uh, I might change my opinion. Um, I might change my thoughts. Because I'm not boosting it with, uh, with the Elemental Rage gun. So here I go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna boost Elemental Rage all the way up here with Fuhrer. And I'm gonna do that. And it only took it up to 2753. Um, yeah. I don't know. The fact that I can't just rip off the shot really quickly is, I think, hurting it. I mean, look, this question about how, like, you don't feel like there's endgame because you don't want to run other builds. What would make the endgame inviting to you then? I feel like you're creating a standard that won't be met. Right? I don't, I don't, I don't feel like, I really, really don't feel like you're, you're engaging with the game in a way that makes sense, right? You're basically saying, I don't want to chase different loot in different builds. Well, like, that's what you do in these games. Like, that's essentially how these games are structured. That's how Diablo is structured. Like, you're chasing new loot, you're chasing new powers, you're chasing new abilities. That's the way Destiny's structured, right? Why why, why chase any of the new loot in Destiny? You just use your Midnight Coup. You just use whatever. You just use the guns that you already have. You don't need to run any of those new abilities. You don't. Like, you can literally just run stuff that you already have. I, You see what I'm saying? 
you can you can literally say that about any game like this. You like you're you're undercutting the very nature of the game's end game, and then be like, "There's no end game." Well, there's no end game because your standard for end game is doesn't is not is is not in line with how they typically structure end game in these games. That's the way end game typically goes. Is I don't know why you didn't prime. You're that's what you're doing is you're chasing new loot, new abilities, new gear, and that keeps you. I don't know why he's not priming. Is it because he's too strong? I don't get it. I have Fuhrer all the way up too. Like I'm getting great, I'm getting great elemental damage. Um, I don't know. These guys will not prime for some reason. Um, I don't know. If shield no prime, I'm no. He was on the ground with a red health bar and he wouldn't prime. At least have higher resistances. So maybe I have to hit him with two then or something. Um, like I literally had him on the ground right here. I'll I'll take his shield down with this. Alright, and I'll take his shield down. I don't know why my charge went away. I bumped like the side. Okay, so look, he's got no no shield, no prime, no prime, no prime. It, it took the third one. It took the third one to prime him. All three, I guess because he's so strong. Um, that's crazy that they require it to hit three times. Uh, not Not double. It required me to do it three times. Hmm. Easy way. With the announcement of the new crafting mechanics uh, to be added in the near future and the current drop rate of Mastercraft legendary loot, I fear Anthem is going to turn into a farming simulator for crafting materials rather than a looter shooter. Sorting through loot, looking for harvesting stats uh, rather than stats on the gear itself to upgrade your javelin is mind-boggling to me. Do you think Bioware is going to change their approach on advancement of loot? There are so many problems with what you're saying. Like number one, there's too much presumption built into it. Number two, almost nobody is getting their is is getting their loot builds right now by uh, farming and getting materials you're creating a phantom fear there's nothing in the game right now to back up what you're saying you're just you're just predicting some weird future where that's all people are doing is is crafting stuff again as long as it's not super cheap then crafting gets expensive and grinding's more efficient so i think you've just created a fear for the sake of it i don't see anything right you know i don't know so many games take in Matt's crafting and they do it so bad right but I don't think there's any way in the in any way in the game right now you could predict that we're only going to be crafting in the future like what are you basing that off of uh, I'm speaking of the inscription changes being useful rather than useless and having no business being on an item to begin with oh 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 well right right I already addressed that I don't think there should be inscriptions that are worthless being weak or not as exciting is one thing literally not doing anything is stupid you shouldn't be getting endgame gear that has perks on it that are essentially broken but yeah that's dumb I agree with you there scam jones is there a way to tell uh, which launchers and grenades or primers and debts um if you're talking about the guns themselves, unless it's a masterwork that has like a specific thing that it does, like the one grenade launcher puts like an acid cloud on them and primes them with acid, there are not guns that dead and prime. Now, if you're talking about the grenades on the ranger, yeah, there's the symbols. The spark symbol is a detonator. The circle is a primer. No symbol is neither. Um, so. Uh, HP Sumo, do you think it's a good idea to stop grinding until the inscription fix is live, especially since it's not retroactive? I'm on my fourth dead roll. Uh, up to you. I'm getting great rolls today, and dead rolls are just a part of it. Uh, next question. 
Dekilmag, Dekilmag, uh, could Bioware maybe have Faye warn you your boosters are overheating? No, I don't want her to do it. Like I said, just a little like, tweet, 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 like a little alarm, and then you just would know to like stop hovering. Uh, Nutaria, what are your thoughts on the useless weapons uh, where they do so little and they feel so bad even with perks on them? Fast snipers and shotguns come to mind here. Um, nope. Not true. Again, you're not playing the game long enough, probably. There's a fast sniper that freezes on three on, on enough hits, so you can literally use a sniper to prime from far away. Um, fast shotguns. Again, I, I think there are really, really strong shotguns in the game. You have to get a masterwork and try to have synergy with your build. Um, this is just a false summary based on limited engagement with the game. I don't think this is true at all. I think there are actually plenty of really strong weapons in the game to synergize with your build. You just haven't you haven't played enough, I guess. Your boosters get louder. Yeah, but a warning symbol, man. It's like when it's like, and your shield goes down or something like that. You know? Um. Next question. Pros Canadian Gaming. Uh, is it better to get one javelin to max and move on and rotate through them? That's, there's no best. It's just what you like. Um, if, you, uh, if you feel like you're kind of tapped out on one and switch... You know, once you get to certain levels, it's just like, okay, I've gotten enough gear for this guy. Um, once I got them all the masterwork, I moved on to the next one because I really feel like they're going to probably fix the grind and the hard, you know, Grandmaster 2 and 3 content. I think they'll fix that later. Hey, it's Chevy, the homie. Thoughts on the loot in different difficulties. Grandmaster 1 is a guaranteed masterwork on boss. Grandmaster 2 is a guaranteed masterwork on all chests. Legendary on boss. Grandmaster 3. Guaranteed masterwork on all chests. Legendary on boss and a 50% chance on all our chests. Also, Grandmaster 2 drops. 47 masterwork. 50. Uh, legendary with average, minimum, maximum inscriptions. Grandmaster 3 drops. 50 mas- This is ridiculous, Chevy. Grandmaster 3 drops. 50 masterworks. 53 Lego with the highest min, maximum inscriptions. Oh my gosh. I didn't realize you were assigning me homework, Chevy, for frick's sake. Um... I like the idea of guarantees according to Grandmaster level. I like where your head's at there. The showering of loot should should be noticeably higher whenever you go up in difficulty. Completely agree with you there, right? Now, as far as them saying Grandmaster 2 drops a 47 Masterwork and 50 Legos, and then Grandmaster 3 drops 50 Masterworks with 53 Legos, I think my only concern there Okay, my only concern there is you would feel like the really, really good drops that you got, like let's say you're running your Grandmaster 1 for those guaranteed masterworks on the boss, okay? Or let's say you're running Grandmaster uh, 2 and you're getting 47 masterworks and 50 legendaries. The rolls on those guns don't matter because all that matters is getting to Grandmaster 3 and getting the 50 masterworks and the 53 legendaries. Do you see what's happening? You're trivializing the roles too quickly. Um, now, that's why I think you either shower me with loot. That's why I like your idea about like the higher I, I go up, the more loot I'm getting. Like, just cover me in loot because I'm going up in difficulty. But again, this is why I think it would be important to say Grandmaster 3 inscriptions have a propensity and a minimum. Like, they don't drop below 100%, and they have a propensity of landing on the higher end of percentages. So you're really getting into the really pristine, maxed out primo loadouts and rolls when you're in Grandmaster 3. 
you're very quickly invalidating any good rolls I got on the way to Grandmaster 3. If Grandmaster 2 is dropping stuff, that's that's gear score is automatically weaker in everything than Grandmaster 3. Do you see what I'm saying, Chevy? Like, that would be my concern. You... A moving trajectory is important, but invalidating pursuits is also, like, one of the problems with cannon fodder loot. And I would worry you turn a lot of the endgame loot into cannon fodder. I guess it's a big grind that can ultimately get to the Grandmaster 3 endgame challenge. Right. I'm not saying your idea wouldn't work. That would be my concern. I'm not saying people would reject it. My concern is that player response would be, well, Gemini Frick, I just got all these great rolls, and these things are basically worthless because in Grandmaster 3, I'm getting, you know, 53 legendaries. Well, all my 50 legendaries are now invalidated. I had some great rolls. Man, oh, man. People might latch on to that, though. Maybe it extends the grind. I don't know. My concern would be... It's it's the invalidation aspect of it would be so fast. Uh, it would, I don't know. It would make it hard to care about roles until the very 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 end. Grandmaster three would be the only time you'd really care about roles. Like you obviously would care about roles as you're going because strong roles would be helping you. You would be you know you would be a hundred percent like saying okay. I'm getting, you know, roles that are worth it. I'm getting roles that are not worth it. Um, and I think I'm seeing the light on this ability. You, you need a crowd. You need a crowd. Because you freeze them all, and then you have multiple fireballs. I think I'm seeing the light a little bit now. Um, anyway, I track with you on a clear and definable, like, you're higher, you're higher, you're higher, drops, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of, you're higher, everything's invalidated. You're higher, everything's invalidated. I don't like the way that feels personally, but people might latch onto it and say, no, this is a great min-max grind. You you could be right, and I could be wrong. So. Um, nerfed loot chance. The chest was two masterworks and one legendaries. Well, Whitey stole all the good drops. Thanks, Whitey. <laughs> uh, Menriches, at what point does a higher tier loot drop? Currently, I'm level 9 in Uncommon Gear. Uh, what order does it go? Uh, at 25, I believe masterworks can start dropping. Um, there are six guns that can drop. And you don't, you can't get any of the rest of the masterworks until you jump into Grandmaster 1. Idea. Put patch notes into the newsfeed so people know what's changing and what does. 100% agree with you. I've said this about Destiny. Inform the player about what the frick is going on, and you can use those little news pop-ups to do it. Smoky Mountain. Have you noticed the support gear doesn't drop uh, for any javelin? It's not here for whatever reason. Uh, Not sure why. It's not in the game. Don't know why that happened, and don't know if it was intentional because they have something coming that's like right now we have a way to grind for masterwork mod components. We have a way to grind for masterwork abilities, uh, and masterwork guns are plentiful because they start dropping, six of them start dropping at hard, at level 25. So maybe they have it planned for like other tiers of something? I don't know. Mentat Canis. I think my biggest issue is when you kill a large monster or legendary trooper, we might get no gear or bad, and I feel these should at least always drop purple or better opinions. Uh, it just depends, man. It just depends. I'm always hesitant to say, hey, congratulations, you killed this enemy, here's a great loot drop. Now, bosses, sure, but mini bosses and stuff, no, I don't think so. I think there's a bigger danger. Like, being generous is one thing, being being generous to the point that it's absurd now you're saying oh well at least yellow should always drop a purple 
this again is where I think you'd want to see them say certain, you know, certain environments have a higher propensity of things to drop. But if you're being showered with loot, whites, greens, and blues matter because there is a, there's just sort of a natural need for those materials for crafting. And so even when you see like a bunch of whites and greens and blues drop, it's not like this, it's, well, that's at least feeding me, right? That's at least feeding my stuff. That's at least feeding my, some of my grind. It's not feeding all of my grind, but it's feeding a piece of it. There's no, nothing is worthless when you do that. Every, everything, it's like, it's like you're in a survival game, right? Everything you pick up matters. Everything you pick up can help you, right? In a, po- in a, in a post-apocalyptic world, even a tin can could be saved and used for something. That's the idea, is there's just this, there, there, when you do that, uh, there is a natural sort of, everything I do matters to greater and lesser degrees, and when everything you do matters to greater and lesser degrees, nothing, even a bad run, is not, like, meaningless, is not, it's not meaningless, um, and I think that's important, uh, I think that's important. Doodly, do you think the luck stat would have to be rebalanced to accommodate any changes made to the loot system? Probably. Yeah, probably. It might have to lower its efficacy. Uh, mess with the foundation first, and then you can tweak the perks later. Speed 87. What do you think of training ground or simulator mode where you can try different builds, combos easier? Yeah, I don't know. I get where people are coming from. I don't know where I land on this, though, because like I think there's something about... I'm going to give you an example from my own experience with the storm. My gosh, Milo, you are hideous. That is awful. I feel like you progressively made your guys look worse because you want me to comment. She many freaking Christmas. Okay, so the the ability set that I was just running on storm before I got this set, okay? I was running like um it's like a it's like a glacial ball throw. I don't know what it's called. And then I was running the fireball. And at first I thought this sucks. But then I suddenly started using it and figuring out timing, dodging, breaking shields. Like, it started to click with me, and it wouldn't have clicked with me if I hadn't kind of run with it for a while. So I grow concerned when people are essentially um, never really exposed to different builds and ideas because they're just immediately like, oh, this sucks, I'm not going to use this. So I think there's a danger in like, you go out, you get in one little fight with an Ursix and you're like, this build sucks. And then you're like, you toss it over your shoulder. You go back to the, you go, you immediately change off of it. I don't know. Like, I don't want to force people to have a bad time, but I also don't want people to, to miss out on fun builds because I think that's part of the game's charm is that you might be like, dude, you hate this build. I love this build, but you wouldn't know that. You wouldn't know that unless you were sort of forced to play for a while. Nah, dude, let's not go back to the fort. Let's keep going. Like, try it out for a while. Um, I don't know. I could see both sides having having legs in the argument. I, I genuinely, I genuinely don't know where I land on it. Um, because I, I do think that, uh, I do think that there could be something to to be said for, um, the ability to change stuff on the fly. Uh, just because you you empower the player to do more experimentation, I, I'm not saying no to it, but I don't I don't know if it's needed. I think there's benefits to both. Empowering players is always good, though, so it might be better just let people swap 
and then let their friends and the natural progression in the game sort of be like, dude, you thought that was a bad loadout? It's actually really good, you know? Maple, what kind of javelin would you want to see added if there was another? I've said like a barbarian with two big axes instead of a shield. You know, he'd be like a mixture of the Interceptor and the Colossus. I don't really know other than that. He'd be melee. He'd be melee based, but he wouldn't be purely melee. It would be more about like charging in and hitting really big stuns and really big slams. Um, it's hard right now to come up with ideas for javelins because it would feel, I don't know, it would almost feel like the Colossus given a melee build. Like, even my idea, I think, is short-sighted. I don't think it really would feel that much different. Um, they've made it clear they don't want to do a support class or a healing class, so like I'd never say that one anymore because it's they don't want to do it. And chasing and healing, I think, would get really, really unfun really, really quickly. You're going to get addicted to combos and hearing that noise and using your ult and to suddenly be like chasing and healing wouldn't be nearly as fun men riches at what point will higher tier start dropping already answered your question you submitted it twice ranger main here given that half of the ranger masterwork perks either don't work or don't synergize well do you think the perks should be overhauled or should they just be turned out uh, to see how things do by the way it's pronounced cross well thank you cross for the question um you're saying that Ranger Masterwork perks either don't work or don't synergize well. I'm not sure what you're talking about. I had some great builds for my Ranger, so I'm not sure what you're indicating here. If there's stuff that's not working, then yeah, it's pretty easy for me to say uh, that needs changed if it's not working. We're losing one player, so if you're if you're on my friends list and want to join us, we're losing Whitey. Uh, just say something in chat. So yeah, if stuff's not working... So some of them don't work according to what Milo says. I mean, this is a bit of a softball question. Hey, this stuff's not working. Should they fix it? Yeah. It, yeah, I definitely think so. I had some really fun builds with Ranger. Maybe I'm not just paying attention enough because I was using that grenade. I was using the frag, and the frag was giving me my ult a lot, and I liked it. Uh, Mr. Enaman? Okay, I'm going to look for you. I, if you're already on my friends list, if you're not on my friends list, uh, I'll tell, I guess pull it up. Dragon Tat. I understand the loot gates problem. However, the process to try out new weapons seems to be going too long, going back to the forge and so on. Would it be beneficial to only allowing swap out weapons for quality of life change or uh, lock loadouts meant to prevent unintentional OP DPS weapon swap glitches? Well, y- yeah, you'd have to limit it. You'd have to limit when they can do it because as you're saying, it could lead to it could lead to silliness of like we'll swap to this and swap to this and swap to that I mean I don't know of any ideas in my off top of my head where this could become a problem but um, th- if they do add it it would need to be it would need to be limited 100% uh, 100% AAA drummer what are your thoughts on the current state of consumables as a crafting sink and do you think there's room for masterwork legendary consumables yeah I think so. I think they could definitely do something with it. It does seem to be a little short-sighted, like greens, whites, and blues are completely worthless, and I have so many consumable, like, um, crafting materials. I make three purples every single freaking mission, because why not? Like, I, I think that's created a, a meaninglessness to the decision-making. So, I would like to see it changed. Um, I have an origin command if you would like to know my origin name. Uh, Didgeridude says, I've seen YouTubers report Anthem has been heavily discounted in price already. Anything to uh, validity to this? Thoughts? Apparently, in other countries, it's been dramatically dropped in price. I don't know. I've not seen proof of this anywhere. Just claims in comments and in my chat. That's all I've, that's all I've seen. I've not seen I've not seen proof of this. Uh, So, 
Uh, you guys, I'm just going to add all these people, and so you're going to have to put your, your username in chat, and then I'll just send an invite to the one that I see, because I'm, I'm literally going to have to use Origin to send the invite, because the, my friends list is going to be stupid now, like 150 uh, people, so... Uh, Auli Alman, do you think having a selection of ultimate abilities you can switch like the rest of the abilities would be a reasonable request? I think it's coming, but give it time, right? Um, Mr. Eneman, hang on. Because you, you said something first. Mr. Eneman, you are not on my friends list. I'm going to kill Joy. Um, I'm not sure what's going on, guys. You guys are giving me usernames that are not on my friends list. Um, so... Not really sure what's going on. Yo, Fatal Symphony with 18 months. And Pikachu, I missed your three-month sub. Welcome back, dude. Thank you for the three-month sub. Um, Amazon wasn't outselling GameStop, so they dropped their price. It's not a manufacturer price drop. Amazon is losing money to try to gain sales. Got it. Um, next question. Red Apple, do you believe there's a required class structure that needs to be run in Anthem, or can a group of, say, three storms and an Interceptor thank you? Ah, it just depends on where you're going. I mean, we had a lot of storms on a Grandmaster 1 uh, fight a little bit ago, and it was clear that we were weak. Uh, it was clear that we were weak. So I would say that you can... I'm not saying you can't, but I definitely think you're going to... You're, you're, I, I don't know. I feel like you're going to feel the pain of... Um, running a bunch of the same class. It's not that you can't, it's that you're going to feel that pain. So we got Kabudosai. Thank you so much. So Milo and Cobb, please ready up. Um, so Black Omu. Why doesn't all abilities or primers or detonators of combos are that important? Thank you. I don't know. I don't get it. I think it's an oversight, personally. Some of them become masterworks, and when you get the masterwork version, they dead or prime. I don't understand the abilities, personally. There's a flat cannon masterwork that like re- <laughs> reloads the ability every time you get a kill or something, and I'm like, is anybody gonna play that way though? Like, I don't know. Are they gonna waste an ability slot on basically a really strong shotgun? Like, I don't know. Fluxic, do you think that gear stat should be on a tier per uh, difficulty so you can get some sort of progression? I literally put this in my talk, and we've addressed it already. It's a good idea. I'm not sure people in chat agree. There were people that disagree with me, but I think it's a good. I think it's a good idea. Uh, soup can give me your thoughts on the silence they have at the moment about the reddit implode I'm assuming they're working on it I think that they're concerned about being reactionary I'm gonna tell you a story the first time I wrecked my car I was 17 and I hit a skid spot I hit gravel and some ice and I spit out of my lane and I overcorrected and then I hit the curb and then I bounced out of my lane even more extreme and I got hit by a Ford F-150 almost head on no injury thankfully no one was hurt okay in that experience I overcorrected each time and it made the problem worse okay so the danger here is they've pivoted on loot drops to slow them down because they accidentally made them too generous and if they pivot in the other direction immediately there's a difficulty there I think to, to sort of get stability like the car is going to wreck so I don't want them to be too reactionary I love how quickly they're responding but you have to be careful Destiny was in four years of a reactionary state and I think it's damaging to the game's stability when you do that so right now I would really urge them to err on the side of being too generous but perhaps when they want to be generous they want to they do 
something in lines with what I said to give incentive for other loot. Like maybe they're wanting to do a full court press. We we heard you on the generosity aspect. We also heard you on Grandmaster two and three seeming pointless and Temple of Scar and and and, and the Heart of Rage not being worth running. We've heard you on that. Here is a solution that answers all of those problems. That's a possibility as well. But I think at a ground level, they don't want to just keep reacting because that's dangerous. I think then you can have a hard time knowing which way's up. Both from a respect, both from the perspective of the developers, but also also from the perspective of the of the community. Which way's up, man? Which where should I spend my time? What the frick are you guys doing? They got to be careful. If it just feels different every other day and every other week, that can be good and bad. It can mean problems are getting fixed quickly, but it can also mean the player base becomes disoriented. Jeremy ID, do you think it would be a decent idea to be able to sell unused resources to the store for coin or gold? Um, I can get behind this, maybe. I would just grow concerned about people being so rich that you invalidate progression. Like, you can basically own all of the armor. Uh, if you can own all of the armor, I would just grow concerned about invalidating natural grind. Natural grind of being like, you can get this, you can get this, you can get this, you can get this. And if you can just basically say, well, I've been playing a lot and I have so much of this currency, you become too wealthy. There, I think there is such a thing in these games as becoming too wealthy and it can invalidate. The other thing you got to consider is they do need to have a little bit of a, of a, a slight motivation i'm not like pro microtransactions but there needs to be a context in which people feel like hey i should probably you know i could spend a little money here if that's never a need because you're basically just the you're literally bill gates and you can you have so much money you're like giving it away then that i think becomes a problem so i'm not against this idea i don't think it's a front burner issue right now and the reason i would say it's not a front burner issue is because that could that again could cause other problems like that's not really a problem right now currencies currencies are presently not in a situation where it's like dude we need a solution to this like pronto uh i would say they need to act fast they need to act fast because if not that surplus is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger your surplus of materials is going to continue to grow the less you're using them so whatever they come up with you're going to be like i have a ton this is great I think right now the simplest solution and the most logical one would be so much white converts to green, so much green converts to blue, so much blue converts to purple. And it just does that on its own. It's just automated. Or may, I, I don't know if the player needs to do it for that sense of it, like that little like, oh, cool, I'm getting more stuff. I mean, maybe periodically it should just pop up at the end of a mission and say, you know, you just hit 100 of this mat and it turned into 50 of this mat. You know, player controlled might be more of that trigger of like, it's me doing it, it's progression. Yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm, ooh, I'm counting my coins. So it might be better for player controlled, but I would worry about making us do a crap ton of stuff that just becomes frustrating. You got to delete all your stuff when you get back. You got to combine all your materials. You got to go to the forge, change your loadout. You got to go through this loading screen. I don't know if we want to add one more step to that. Right? Now, if you add it to existing flows, if you add it to existing flows, that could be okay. What if on that screen where you're you're dismantling all your gear from the end of a stronghold? What if on that screen it shows you um, 
potential conversions right now for you and you just hold down the X button and you see your stack of white stuff convert into green and then green to blue and blue to purple like it shows you whenever you have a potential conversion of you know you need a hundred to do a conversion well if you do it right there in an existing flow I think that would be better than suddenly adding like a new a new thing players have to do I don't know I would be I would be concerned about that because I think people would be like dude I don't want to freaking do that like Gemini Christmas can I please just you know can I please just have my currency convert, you know, somewhere else? Um, that that would be my only concern. Add it into existing flows. Uh, Double G815. How do you feel they've not added in-game chat? I mean, it should have it since launch. There's an actual uh, reason behind this that's going to be frustrating for a few reasons. Their main reason for not putting uh, text chat in is because if they put text chat in, they are required by law to... Uh, they are required by law to also add text-to-speech, like the ability for somebody to talk and have it turn into words. That's like an actual regulation now, if you put a text chat in your in your, in your game. Um, that's kind of frustrating. I think that's where, where, where legislation and, res- and, and regulations like that can be harmful. Um, and you can see it, you can see it firsthand. It's like, well, we're literally missing a feature that so many other games have because you're going to like legally force people to do that so many games don't have that though every game coming out now must have it it's not retroactive they're not going to companies like hey man that game you made five years ago you better add that they're not doing that it's it's all new games so it's a new law that applies to games that launch from this point forward um i have a heart for people that have physical hindrances and and encumberments that don't allow them to engage with certain aspects of gaming. I love gaming. That the football, the Super Bowl commercial about the controller, and when the dad gets emotional about the little boy and he's able to play, like that strikes a chord with me, man. I got kids, and that would be that's something that I would I would I would value and cherish my 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 son or my boy or, or my daughter being able to do that. So it, it I, I feel for those people, but I think this legislation is now causing games to be like, we don't have time to do that, so just don't add a basic feature. And it's in in in, in that in that respect, I think it's bad. Um, so you're talking about people with disabilities. You're saying people that can't type shouldn't be playing games. You're an a hole. I literally didn't say that. You're literally creating that dialogue. I haven't said anything to indicate that. I merely said that the legislation requires it, and that's why they didn't put the feature in. I'm merely describing things as they are. If you're going to get that emotional and stupid, maybe the internet's not a safe place for you because you're like a volatile, immature volcano. Like, settle down. I did not say that. Um, I literally am saying right now, I think it's important and it's meaningful, but legislation right like that, I think is just going to cause companies to say, we just can't add the feature. We don't have time. So, um, if there would be a way to outsource it, like if the government's going to stipulate that it has to be done, then maybe pay for the technology to be developed in a way that is easily put into games so that the developers aren't put into a position of undue hardship. Um, you know, so... Uh, Kindath. Diablo got rid of Magic Find. Assuming they fixed loot issues, could they get rid of luck? Probably. They could probably get rid of luck. It wouldn't be necessary. And that frees you up in your loot pursuit. Think about it, right? Uh, think about it. The nature of luck, 
becomes super unimportant whenever you get into the end game, right? So you're eventually going to get to a point where you don't need luck. So you're going to have all these all these mod components you've been grinding for, and you're going to be like, wait, I don't need luck anymore, right? I, wh- what am I going to do? I, like, luck doesn't matter, and now luck's on all my stuff. Do you see? Like, luck starts to matter a lot less when you're min-maxing and you're trying to build that, that primo build, and I think that's the problem, is that luck luck becomes unimportant. Now, luck does seem to drop a lot on legendaries, and it does seem to drop less often on masterwork. I'm not, I'm not sorry, I'm not legendaries, the purples, the epics. Luck seems to drop a little bit more on epics because it's seen as like transient loot. It's got its transitional loot. You're not carrying it for forever. So that's seen as like a perk that is helpful. But when I got it on one of my when I got it on one of my masterworks, I got kind of excited. But then at the same time, again, it's just like deep down I, I kind of have to acknowledge, I'm like, wait a minute, I don't need this uh in the grand scheme of things. Like once I get into endgame and I'm like, you know, trying to get the best combinations, luck becomes less important. Uh, Brent Defects says having played three-fourths of the classes what do you think of the current class javelin balance I think it's fine I don't have any major issues right now there's problems and abilities that aren't working and that needs addressed but that's not that's not really a balancing issue I love all the classes so far Manic why are looter shooters having so much trouble to create a unique and random map like Blizzard did in Diablo 3 uh, Diablo 3 with the rift system is, uh, isn't it randomly generated? And that's one of the, that's one of the reasons it, it works so well. Um, I'll be honest, when I play through Diablo 3, I've never thought their map design was, like, mind-blowingly cool. It's just, it's a dungeon crawler. I think it's a whole lot easier to make, to make, uh, dungeon pathways diverse. And that's not the same as creating these areas. Listen, I'm gonna be honest, Okay. The people that say this game doesn't have diverse environments are full of it. Like, literally full of it. It's provable that they're full of it. You can literally fly around the map, and there's a, there are so many different areas that are distinct. I was in an area with all these cool statues overlooking this cliffside, and there's, like, these temples. It was awesome. You go into, like, the Ewok Scar Villages, and they look really, really cool. Then there's areas with lots of water and marshes and swamps. Then there's areas with, like, almost, like, alien technology everywhere. Then there's areas with, they almost look like Mayan temples. I don't understand anybody saying everything feels and looks the same. They're literally wrong. It's not a matter of opinion. They're wrong. Like, provably wrong. The geographic and and environmental structural differences are extreme. They're extreme. I just, again, people are like, yeah, it all looks a shame. No, it doesn't. Like, you're literally just saying it because that sounds good. I just, I don't know. I've never flown around the public space and be like, well, this looks like the last area. There's a few of, like, the foresty areas that look samey, but I I don't know. I, I think that the forests are part of the foliage and, like, the cool nature of the game. I don't know. Anime Lull says, I heard a health glitch which limits your health pool severely. I think my ranger has this and only has four bars, making my armor feel like paper. Any word on a fix? Apparently, if you completely go to your loadouts and create a brand new loadout, that can fix it. I I don't know. I've not heard of anything that sounds particularly promising. It sounds like, it, I don't know. It sounds like something that just kind of happens. And I people were saying, uh, people were saying that um, 
creating a whole new build would fix it. We thought my storm had it, but then, you know, upon further reflection, it didn't seem like the storm actually had it. It was more along the lines of I was just weak and didn't have a lot of perks yet for, like, health and um, health and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. The, I don't know the answer. Somebody in chat might be able to help. Uh, Glassarino, do you know whether or not it's possible to get a second prime right after a debt, or is there some sort of primable cooldown? No, as as soon as they're done being detonated, I've I've primed people almost immediately. The challenge is a lot of the times you're using a status effect for the prime, and the status effect stays there. So I can't reprime this guy if he's still frozen. Right? I have to wait for him to unfreeze, and now I can reprime him. I didn't have enough of the ability to do it, but I think you get what I mean. It's not like a... I don't think it's a cooldown. I think it's more along the lines of you... You are running... you You are continuing to prime somebody that is essentially already primed, and you need... You need to wait until they're un... They have no status effect on them, is essentially what you need to do. Um... Belrin, would you care to comment on the E3 video that showed actual in-game footage as quoted in EA and the current product shown? It appears as though we were lied to. Angry Joe mentioned this. I think Angry Joe is straining in a gnat when he says that. Number one, he describes the game falsely, which makes his criticism invalid. He says nobody's moving around the fort. I've walked through the fort numerous times today and took jabs at that criticism because people are walking around the fort, right? Is it as cinematically dense and cool? No. Were we lied to? I don't think so. Just because the sky doesn't have like moving clouds and like a moving robot and like the, the movement of the people and the movement of the NPCs isn't as vibrant doesn't mean we were lied to. I happen to think what we saw was close enough that like that doesn't bother me. It just, look, there are people moving around. There's NPCs everywhere. That's what they showed us in the thing. Now, was it more cinematically strong? Sure. Should they have dialed it back a little bit? Because Bioware is known for, like, character and narrative-driven games, and people saw that, and they're like, it's going to be like Mass Effect. Maybe they should have. I don't know. But I don't look at that and feel like I was lied to. It's not the same as, like, watchdogs walking down the street and his coat's blowing, and the graphics are crazy, and it looks amazing, and then you get the product of Watch Dogs, and it, like, literally looks like an actual different game. I don't feel like the fort looks like a different game. I don't. I look at the fort in that video, and in the video, and in the game that we got, and I'm like, they're really close to each other. It's not as dramatic of a difference as I think everybody's making. Like I said, I feel like people are straining in a gnat to make their point. You're just f- trying so hard. Like, as far as E3 trailers and quote-unquote being lied to, I, dude, I don't know. That's the only thing I've seen people use is that one clip. I just think it's like, as someone in chat saying, it just feels really nitpicky. Go and watch the 2017 trailer where they're running around getting in fights. It's almost identical to what happens now. Well, why do they show the name of a gun that drops? internal testing showed that you didn't want people leaving the environments and navel gazing and looking at loot and changing stuff so you get all your loot when you get back to the fort that was a mechanical change because it's related to the way they built the structures of the game with matchmaking combos and it's cooperative play there's not a ton of people around it's you and the people you got matched with and if everybody's like every time they get a gun stopping looking changing their build or going back to the fort it would break the flow of the game 
And do you really want to watch someone do this in a cinematic trailer? Yo, this game looks awesome. Yo, I just got this loot. Hang on a minute. Go in here. All right, cool. Yep, go down here. Oh, yeah, stats look good. They don't want to put that in a freaking trailer. They don't want to put menu navigation in a trailer that's meant to show you the game is fun and there's loot dropping. They did the same thing with Division. The gun, like, opens in this box. It's like, like this blueprint, like, scans over it. And then it, like, tells you the name of the gun. They did that with Division because they didn't want to show somebody playing Division in a trailer and then opening up their menu system. Like, let me check the loot. This is really great footage for a cinematic-driven trailer. Like, they did the same thing with Div 1. I just, people are cherry-picking. They're just cherry-picking. Like, I, I've not seen it. And if people are going to sit here, like, well, Division did this better and Division did that better, like, I... I don't know. I just think people are picking when they want to criticize and picking when they don't want to criticize. Um, I don't know. If you think that's enough reason to say we were lied to, bad product, not worth purchase, I think you're completely overstating the differences between the trailer and what we got. I think you're completely overstating it. I think people are hungry to criticize. That's what I think. Dr. Meat uh, does house calls. What's the point of junk mail in your mailbox? Lore lulls? Should we expect something here at some point? I don't know. It's just stuff to read as far as I can tell. Our Stronghold uh, still the best way to get mad loot? Right now, Stronghold seem to be the most consistent reward for uh, Masterwork abilities. If you want Masterwork components, do any legendary contracts that you have. You can do three a day, but you can do more than three a day as long as your buddies have one. So potentially you could do, if you and your three buddies all have them, you could do 12 a day. And those are guaranteed at Grandmaster 1. It's a guaranteed Masterwork component from Legendary uh, Contracts. And it's a guaranteed Masterwork ability from Strongholds. Again, Grandmaster 1 is required to get those guarantees. Jawsome. Loving your content. Found you on YouTube and joined the streams. Keep it up. My question is, I've hit 489 on my storm. I've been going to Grandmaster 2, but I haven't been noticing a difference in loot. Is the player uh, better off grinding Grandmaster 1? I'm going to skip ahead. Grandmaster 2 and 3 are pointless right now, and that's a major criticism. That's part of my original video from today. Uh, Patty Wolf Live. Uh, I picked Interceptor for my first Javelin and haven't looked back. Only thing I'm having a hard time with is my ultimate and bosses. Have you heard or seen any good solutions jumping over and over? Um, I thought they said they were going to try and address this with like drawing you upward when a target was above you i honestly don't know i know it's an issue with the interceptor's ult um i'm not a fan of the interceptor's ult i think the player feedback on the melee hits and the movement is um i don't feel all that ultimate it does a ton of damage if used properly though um question from the chat be honest here can you really justify the release of anthem given the fact that uh simply playing through the story campaign is buggy and unpleasant experience uh multiple times getting kicked from missions uh, mission bugs that won't let you progress forward for AAA games these issues cannot exist at launch I said in other videos that the that the, 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 the breaking and the bugs are inexcusable if you got issues with like loot drops and, and farming exploits and stuff a lot of times that stuff comes out later and I don't necessarily give them a pass but I'm usually like eh you know like these things are a little bit harder to test until the millions and the masses engage with the game but the progression locking stuff that was happening to people no i've said before it's inexcusable i'm an ea game changer and i will say that with complete confidence of having no repercussions from ea it is inexcusable to launch a game that literally doesn't let you play it it's not the same as being like 
oh, the load screens are a little long, or, oh, there's a farming thing that people are taking advantage of. That stuff was fixed relatively quickly. But the game-breaking bugs, like, there's no defense of that. It shouldn't happen. Um, and that's why I said last night, my, my new motto for games like this is that the devil is the deadline. That's the, that's the real problem here. The devil is the deadline. Like, there's these deadlines that they just, they struggle to meet, and I think they market the game so, so early that by the time they launch, they're clearly different from what they were when they initially started out. Uh, we can see this with No Man's Sky. We can see this with Division. We can see this with Warframe. Uh, we can see this with so many games where it's very, very clear that the devil was the deadline. The devil was the deadline for Destiny 2, Destiny 1, Division 1. These games weren't ready. They needed to be cooking for a little bit longer. Now you can cook for too long like Crackdown 3, right? You can you can you can you can definitely have games that cook too long. You're very willing to forgive when it comes to Anthem. You say forgive and I don't feel the need to forgive. I had a good experience with the game. I paid 60 I, it's a $60 game. I got it through Origin Premiere. Okay, that was a that's part of the EA game changers thing so that's that's a perk that i get but i don't get paid to play the game right but i don't feel like if i would have spent 60 dollars on this game i feel like i'm getting significantly more value out of this game than i got from destiny 2 at launch destiny 1 at launch division 1 at launch like i don't feel like i'm needing to forgive them I got a good experience. Now, I've tried to own my bias, and I've told people, I have a very strong computer. I have almost none of the issues that people have had. I had almost none of the bugs and the glitches. So, my bias is 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 affecting me a little bit there. I booted up the game on my brother's Xbox One, because I wanted to feel like what it felt like on the weakest console you could put it on, the weakest platform you could put it on. I wanted to, to have that feeling. But, and right now I'll make a criticism. Doing what we just did and getting one masterwork is ludicrous. This is why I did the talk today about being generous. That just feels like a complete waste of time. I apparently didn't run through the the loot fast enough. Thank you for 14 months. Click here, forehead. Fatal Symphony with 18 months. Thank you guys for those resubs. Uh, Palenart. Uh, what do you think about stronghold streaks to increase rewards? They could do that. Somebody also had the idea of saying, put me in a random stronghold and you get some sort of like luck factor where you get way better drops and then you'd be in strongholds like Heart of Rage or um, Temple of Scar and you'd feel like it was worth it. Um, Milo, now that we played the game for over a week and having discussion about loot and incentive, do you still disagree with activity-specific loot? The way I see it is why run anything other than X content that is the most efficient. They either need to make Grandmaster 2, 3, and the harder strongholds way more loot generous, or put something in there to really drive you in there. I know people are like, I don't want legendary gear in there. If the drops are really, really conv- c- consistent, then I think it could work. But I know people are like, well, that's not what they want to do. They may have to change what they want to do because once the ground, once the game hits the ground, it's clear that people are like, who gives a crap about those strongholds? They take too long. Who gives a crap about Grandmaster 2 and 3? It takes too long. Like, it's time divided by loot. Every single time. Every single time. So, if, if, the, if they want diversity of engagement, there has to be diversity of reward, and I think that's where they've kind of missed the mark. And I said that before the game came out. I was like, I like the idea of loot just dropping anywhere. I said that's a plus. I said it's also a minus. I said this. Go back and watch my footage. I said if people figure out that one stronghold is significantly faster than the other strongholds, they're just going to run that stronghold. I, I mean, I literally said this before the game came out. Be- and, and it's clear they kind of tear up in difficulty, right? 
Victor Mayhem. Even though it's a loot-based game because there's strategy behind builds, do you think calling it a looter shooter hurts the marketability and expectations? I've always called it a loot pursuit game. Calling it a looter shooter, I think, makes people think they're going to be shooting their guns a lot, which is part of the reason why I think people are frustrated and have a hard time, because you're not supposed to play this like Division. So... You argue with me about this, though? I mean... Milo, if you want to, like, pull out old conversations that I'm struggling to remember to try to, like, prove some miraculous point, now that the game is on the ground, it's clear that there might need to be unique drops in certain encounters. So, like, I don't know if you want me to send you, like, a badge in the mail where you were right and I was wrong. We were making predictions about a game that wasn't out yet. So, activity-specific loot, you thought it was bad? I never said it was bad. I said there were pluses and minuses. I said there's a good reason to not have specific loot. You can run anything and feel that sense of reward and progression. But I did say, go back and watch my content. I said there is a risk when you do that. Because people will literally say, I can run this the fastest. That's all I'm going to do. I I, I'm, I was nuanced. I didn't say, I did not say it was bad. I said there are pluses and there are minuses to not having loot, like specific loot dropping in environments. Because I said, if you find out that one stronghold is more effective than the others, you're not going to run the others. There'll be no reason to go run them. I, I know I said that. I know I made that point. I don't know where, but I'm confident I said that. Slashed ice. What would you think about breaking up the armor pieces so you could run different arms, legs on your capes and javelin? You can just go into the forge and equip different ones. Uh, different pieces. Uh, Light Salsa. So with each Javelin, I know that Ranger is very good at single target DPS and Storm is good at AoE. What is Colossus and Interceptor good at? Colossus is very, very good at area of effect combos, not area of effect primer. He gets a big area of effect combo um, and when he gets that, you get this, you get a very, very strong uh, ult uh, feed. So he's really, really good for like handling the masses he's really really good for handling the masses I, I like the uh, the uh, um, the Colossus now the interceptor the interceptor is sort of like a get a bunch of get a bunch of you know uh, melee damage and a passive aura damage on people so again you're like you're handling the crowd but you're kind of up in the mix and I think that's where a lot of people are going to find themselves you're going to want to gravitate towards one or the other like if you're struggling to care about certain builds and certain classes I think that's totally fine um what is going on with my health by the way look how much health I have as the uh, as the storm right now look how many dashes are up there um that's, I, that's almost dizzying to look at it's like an optical illusion uh, there's so much health up there I don't know what the frick's going on uh, zero. One of the loot cycles for an elder game I loved was from the division. The loot itself was plentiful. However, the driver was always better stats for whatever you were running. Do you think stats for builds are going to be the driver? That's what I argued for in my video. Yes, I think that's the way to do it. Glassarino. I personally like having to go back to the fort and see what you got. I find it exciting. However, what are your thoughts on free play allowing you to change your gear? Already answered this. I think there's pluses and minuses to both. I prefer having people stay in the gameplay loop because it's all match made. And then they go back and they check their loot. How does the power system work? 
Uh, I'm not going to explain the entire power system to you. You have gear. Gear comes with abilities. Gear comes with gear score. Your gear score goes up. The gear score going up is just a great way to indicate how strong you are. It doesn't actually change anything, though. It just shows you what your loot rank is, basically. Platinum Fox Gaming. Do you think having different melee weapons with special attacks or abilities would be good? Legendary weapons uh, to seek after, maybe? I mean, I don't want to get cart before the horse, man. I think there's going to be probably potentially, like, alt changes and melee changes. I don't want to start getting into, like, well, we need melee weapons. Like, just let the game kind of get off the ground give it a couple months before we start making actual like new loot ideas uh uh and injections you know no worries red roll thanks for being here uh stermers sorry i accidentally hit sent before i finished my question bioware reached out to streamers youtubers journalists why we are actually paying customers had to hear will fix xyz over instead of admitting the game was sold unfinished uh we would respect them more for honesty nobody convinced me to buy the game i made that decision I didn't get my value yet even though I paid. This is subjective. I think there's more than $60 worth of value here because I think if you're actually going to play three or four javelins to even a reasonable amount of completion, you're getting way more hours out of this game than virtually any other $60 game you can buy right now. So I think the value transmission is completely fair and legitimate. Saying that it's unfinished, I've dealt with this many, many times today. I believe that's an unprovable tenant because there's too much in the game that that functions and works. Bugs and glitches is a lack of polish. There's a story with the beginning, middle, and end. There's tons of side there's tons of side missions. Four javelins, tons of loot, tons of viable builds. Um, people looking at the different viable builds and saying there's nothing worth chasing, there's no good loot. Most of these people have zero clue how the masterwork system even works. And you can tell that when you look at their builds and how they play. They're not running synergistic combo ability-driven builds. They're standing on the ground and they're using their guns. I want to see how long my health lasts here. Um... Ah, uh, yeah, I, it's, it's it's normal. I think my health's normal, even though it's got, got a ton of bars. I just want to see how fast I would die there. You think the addition of weapon rolling and inscription rolling would be beneficial? Not necessary. That's what crafting is for. Uh, Forever Knight says... Uh, have you talked about cross-platform play with Anthem? They're open to it, but we don't know if and when it'll ever happen. Estimated profit. Do you agree that they need to implement some sort of sorting figure with the components? It's an absolute mess. Yeah, I addressed this already. Just being able to go in and say, only show me purples would be nice. Uh, J Spaceman. I noticed you always roll the armor-shield combo consumable setup. Uh, are there thoughts? Uh, are there others you'd like? Or is that just going to be the norm for all javelins? The armor-shield combo... I don't know what you mean by this. The armor-shield combo? Um, I'm confused here by what he is saying. I don't, I'm just picking stuff that I think looks cool. Oh, consumables! Sorry, thank you. You said consumable setup, and I was like, what the frick is he talking about? Thank you, chat, I'm dumb. Um, it probably depends on your build. In line with the last question, there are people that are like, why would I have, why would I have, um white and green when I have purple well you could stack a bunch of them on combo uh, or on armor or health or whatever you could stack them I don't know Lord Ascension thoughts on summoner javelin uh, he spawns a mob buffs a mob with armor damage supports detonate summon and healed and shield up and the ult turns into a mob cool idea that's not really what Q&A is for sharing your ideas I mean you're not asking me a question um, sounds neat I don't know I don't know when and when they're going to add javelins I think it's cool to submit ideas, but like that's just not what Q&A is for. Typing out this big, long thing, be like, what do you think about this? Like, that's not really how question answers kind of supposed to go. Uh, Bubbles, uh, glad you're playing on Storm. How'd you get so much health? I only have two bars. I, I think it's a visual glitch. I was still dying pretty fast. Uh, Schmexual, 
do you think Anthem can make enough money with microtransactions for Bioware to be able to create Forsaken Taken King size DLCs? I have no idea. Uh, Dorian Lionheart. New to the stream, I think it's great that I have 80 plus hours in the game, but in all honesty, games like Witcher 3 took 3.5 years. Does this really feel like six years worth of development? Witcher 3 is a single player game, so it's a false equivalency and a bad comparison. Sorry. I, there are so many things about this game that struggle because of the internet and servers and people's connections and net code and how much CPU has to be relegated to that that amount of packets being sent and received like all the things happening all the explosions my movement their movements the the sending of packets the resolution and resolving of those packets and then pulling down from the server there's so many things going on i don't think you can compare this game's development cycle to the witcher uh also I don't know if it's true that Witcher 3 only took three and a half years. I don't know where you're pulling that. Um, I thought CD Projekt Red worked on that for four or five years, but I could be wrong. Um, CD Projekt Red also built The Witcher 3 with a grant from the government, so they had no deadlines, they had no pressure from a publisher, they could work at their leisure and deliver lots of DLC and lots of free stuff after it came out. So The Witcher 3 is always tough to compare games to because there's so much that went into that game's development development and production that gave it a lot of advantages that most games don't have so just to be clear i do enjoy the game it's the end game that's been underwhelming i agree with you end game's underwhelming it needs to be more generous and grandmaster 2 and 3 need to have drivers and the two harder strongholds need to have incentive drivers they don't have them right now we're one percent of a one percent i don't think most people are feeling that pain point yet and that's why i think it's okay i think it's okay for those vacancies to be there because I would wager to say 90% of the community has no idea what we're talking about when we're like, there's no incentive to run Grandmaster 2 and 3, and I don't have, there. I need better loot. Like, people are like, what the frick are you talking about, bro? I'm like, I'm just now finishing my first Javelin and getting my first Masterworks. You see what I'm saying? Most people are not where we are. They can't put in the hours that we're putting in. That's not an excuse for a vacant endgame, but I think it's a reason why when you play a disproportionate amount of time you have to know you're going to hit those walls and potential vacancies a little sooner than everybody else uh bogey could you talk about the health bar and what mods affect it mod components affect your health uh your armor i believe is affected by when it says it increases armor it increases your health and when it increases shield it increases your shield uh and that comes from your mod components Dan the man, do you think they should add legendary drop chance uh, on the last boss instead of masterwork um uh, I'm 500 at the moment, and there's no point for me to kill the last boss since I need boss since I need legendary. This is where you should be tipping over into Grandmaster 2 and having that loot incentive. I agree with you. Digital Marine Anthem has been getting a lot of mixer perception, a lot of mixed perception. I think you meant to say. Do you think it'll end up like Destiny One, small loyal base that keeps uh, the game going throughout the droughts and times? Um, I actually think this game's gonna fare better than Destiny One. Now, Destiny Two. I, yeah, I don't know. I have a feeling that this game's going to fare better than Destiny. I think it's just going to hook that group of people. Now, when I say fare better, I don't mean have more people playing. I think Destiny's always going to have a peculiarly large amount of people that just keep playing. Um, but if they can nail the reward structure of this game, I think a lot of casual players will constantly be playing this game, getting the looties and doing the shooties. Uh, Trode. If there were no bugs and glitches, do you think this would be one of the best games of the year? No. No, I don't think service games are ever in contention for game of the year. There's too much artistry and storytelling and um, and variety that you can jam into a game like Spider-Man and games like God of War. 
Uh, single player games, I think, are always at a distinct advantage when it comes to like game of the year contention. And I think service games naturally need to dilute certain things and certain value points that many people just stayed and assert. There's no excuse. Uh, you know, service games should still have great story. Okay, cool. I didn't realize that like a service game had to hit the same measure and meter and, and intensity as single player games that have way less development time to devote uh, to. They have way more development time. I'm sorry to devote to those things. So, um, Mini Moody says, "What content would you advise to do at level 30 main game completing side missions?" I mean, I would be, if you're level 30, I would not want to know your level. I would want to know what your gear level is. Once you hit all purple gear, you should be doing Grandmaster 1. Maybe just free play to ease into it. Maybe some contracts and legendary. Legendary contracts on Grandmaster 1 are actually kind of harder than strongholds some of the times. Because the density of the enemies. So your gear score is going to determine where you go purple again leaning you over into grandmaster have you run the sticky grenade on the ranger it is a detonator and the aoe is a prime i think i would want clarity on that i've not run it that sounds like it might be pretty cool though i was running a very different build on ranger i think i was running double debt yeah i'm running double debt whenever i play i play seeker missile and it's a masterwork that if i get a kill i get the seeker missile back and then i have a frag grenade that gives me tons of ult energy Michael, what are some things that you were glad that you may have gotten wrong about this game and change your mind about how this game out in the wild for almost two weeks now? If anything, sorry for the duplicate question. Um, I just wish I would have known about combos at the capture event so my footage would have been better. I also wish I would have taken my time with the side quest because once I got out of the main story, my mind just shifts gears and I'm like, I just sort of don't care about the the side missions now. I thought the Matthias side mission was very creative and well voice acted, but I think the problem is you, uh, you, I don't know if you're like me, but when I get out of the story, I just kind of want to chase loot and I feel like I shortchanged myself and that's on me. That's my fault. Like I did, I should have just been like, these stories are pretty interesting. Let me, let me, let me go in and and check this out. And instead I was like, nah, I'll save this for later. And then I kind of didn't. I like skipped all the dialogue once I had to interact with Matthias later. And I feel like I missed out on a lot of great story, a lot of great voice acting and creativity. Um, sorry, I meant what content to reach level 30. Oh, I- I'm sorry. Yeah, just do hard, normal or hard. And just do public events and contracts. That should get you to level 30 pretty easily. That's 117 questions. I'm going to cut it there. I'm going to keep streaming. Don't leave. I'm, I'm not shutting the stream down, but I'm going to do an outro for the podcast. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live. I'm probably live right now. Uh, it's twitch.tv slash say no to rage or look up say no to rage on Twitch and Twitter. Throw me a follow in those places if I'm not live. You don't want to miss out on these great conversations. As always, I appreciate you liking and listening to all of my content. Please like, share, and subscribe.